0: الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد الله لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد يسترعي إن شرح كتاب الورقات Written by Sheikh Abdul Malik Ibn Yusuf al rahimahullah We took the Amr. And we spoke about what Amr means. The author now is going to go into a chapter called الذي يدخل في الأمر والنهي وما لا يدخل. Who is the person? Who is the Who is the individual who will enter into the command and those who don't enter into the command? This is what he's going to speak about. Inshallah Taala. Nam.
1: بسم الله الحمد wa والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. قال المصنف رحمه الله تعالى الذي يدخل في الأمر والنهي وما لا يدخل يدخل في خطاب الله تعالى المؤمنون والساهي والصبي والمجنون وغير داخلين في الخطاب والكفار مخاطبون بفروع الشرائع وبما لا تصح إلا به وهو الإسلام لقوله تعالى ما سلككم في سقر قالوا لم من المصلين.
0: So this chapter it talks about two things. This chapter it discusses and it speaks about how many things. Two things. Number one is, who are those? When Allah commands and the Messenger, or Allah and His Messenger prohibit, who are the ones that enter it? Who are the ones who enter it? Second one is, those who do not enter into the commandment of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and the prohibition. So it talks about two things: those who enter. Into the commandments of Allah and the prohibitions of Allah, that's first. And the second one is those who do not enter into the commandments of Allah and the prohibition. It doesn't it's not talking to them. Um here the author says the concept of Al Amru and Nahiyu. And we know Al al Takhlifiah is more than that, right? It's more than that. How many types did we say al Takhlifia was? We said five. But he only chose two of them, which is the Amr and the, and the Nahyu. And the scholars they say, Kharaja Makhraj al Ghalib. Kharaja? Kharaja Makhraj Ghalib. What does it mean, Kharaja Makhraj <al-ghalib>? It means that the others also enter here. But because these two are the most biggest, and that 2 Al Amr and Nahyu are the biggest of Ahkamu Taklifi. He mentioned those ones and the other types of ahkam with taklifi also enter here. It's also be spoken about here. Does that make sense? Here the author, rahimahullah, mentioned the believers are and the believers they enter into the commandments of Allah and the prohibitions. The believers. But it's the believers that have two characteristics. Who? The believers that have how many characteristics? Two characteristics. They have al-aqlu, number one. They are sane. والبلغ, and they've reached age of age of puberty. So the author says, And the characteristics of the believers, And the characteristics of the believers, They're the ones who have two characteristics. What is it? Al-aqlu and wal-bulugh. They have sanity and they also have what? They've reached age of puberty. Very good. Here the question is what about those who don't enter it? We've spoken about those who do. Who are the ones who the commandments and the prohibitions are talking to? The mu'minun. Who have how many characteristics? Two characteristics. Al The second type are those who do not what? Who do not enter the khitab al Allah is not talking to them when he's commanding. The messenger is not talking to them when he's commanding. Nor is the messenger alayhi, alayhi salatu wasalam. The author mentioned, he mentioned Three. The first one is, An you the one who forgot. The one who Who forgot. The one who forgot, at this moment, he's in a state of forgetfulness. The delir is not talking to him until he comes back to his, until he knows what's been said. That's the first one, An and The author called it As Sahi. Second one is, As Sabi is the young kid. Sabi is the it's a young kid. The third one is al al-majnunu the insane one. Those three the author mentioned the author mentioned what? That they've been they don't enter. لا fil في الأمر والنهي. Here the author then went into a masala. A very important issue, which is what about the kuffar? The disbelievers? Where did they go? There's the prohibitions in the Quran and the Sunnah. الصلاة, pray the Salah, and fast the month of Ramadan. Is it talking to the disbelievers or is it not? Take this on board, inshaAllah. Note everyone, take this note down. The religion is divided into two. This categorization of the religion it needs to be understood correctly, which is the religion is usulun wa furu' Usul, which is the first, and the second one is furūh. Usul means what? Uh, here is where the issue became a problem for some people, and this is the one Ibn Taymiyyah refused, and other great scholars have not accepted, which is the usul is considered. To be Al-Ahkam Ashariyatul Khabariyya, Aqeedah. Are we all together, brothers? That you say the Usul are only Aqidah. and the Furu is what? Al-Ahkam Ashariyatul Talabiyya, that we took yesterday. Are we all together, brothers? That the Usul is Aqidah, and the Furu is Fiqh. And it's what? That is fiqh. This Shaykh Al-Sam didn't accept it. Why? The reason why he didn't accept it is because there are issues in aqidah that are, that are farah. There are some aqidah issues which are not usul. They are what? They are furu'. Are we all together, brothers? And there are issues which are fiqh, which are not furu'. They are, are usul. Are we all together, brothers? So to say that all of Aqeedah is Usul and all of Fiqh is Furu' is wrong. So, what's the best way? The best definition is to say that Usul means Al Masa'il Alati La Taqbalu Ijtihad. Usul is the issues that don't accept. That don't accept what? That don't accept. Independent reasoning. You can't do ijtihad. usul means the masā'il al-lati la taqbalu ijtihad. It doesn't accept any ijtihad, any independent reasoning for you to come with. You can't, because the qaida is the qaeda is l-ijtihada There are evidences here. You can't use ijtihad. And the furū' is what Al masā'il al-lati taqbalu ijtihad. And that the furū' is what. The furu' is what? Taqbalu. Taqbalu al What does he accept? Like it, I want to come back to a common issue that many people fall short in, which is that can people differ in aqidah? Did the Sahabas, in more simple terms, did the Sahabas differ, differ in what? Did the Sahabas differ in aqidah? This is wrong for a person to say that the companions differed in aqidah. That is wrong. It is wrong to say that the is differed in aqidah. Why? Even that though, if you look deep, you may find things they differed in. Are you with me, brothers? Which is, did the Messenger see Allah Azza wa the light of Islam al-Mi'raj? bul mar'u? Would the person be punished bi when he's in his grave? And his family cry on him. Will he be punished for it? These are aqeedah related issues. But you find the is different. Write this down and note this down. You can never say that the companions differed on matters of aqeedah. And this is qawlun baqil. And it only comes from a person. A person who hasn't smelt the fragrance of knowledge. Why? Because when you say that the sahabas differed in aqeedah and 90% of the issues of aqeedah are usul, it means they also differed in the usool. Are you with me, brothers? That they differed in the... Or let's say 99% of the issues of aqeedah, صح... all of it, 99% of aqeedah issues are usul, Fundamental issues. La taqbalu ijtihad Are we all together, brothers? When you say that, you can differ in aqidah. Or the sahabas differed in you're aqidah. Tra- you're saying that, that 99% of the sahabas also differed in it. Are we all together, brothers? Am I making sense here? So what do you say? You say that the sahabas differed in masail furu' That's easier for you. Huh. Mm, so now we're going to come to that next point. Good. The Masa'il which the Sahab is different upon is what? They are Furu' issues, even if they're in the books of Aqeedah. What are they? These are Masa'il which are Furu'. Are you with me? These issues that you see the Sahab is differing upon, we don't say, it's a what? And we leave it a blank statement and say the companions differed in Aqeedah. We say they differed in Masa'il which were Furu'. They differed in Masa'il which were. Because when you say that is differed in Masail al al-aqīda and the overwhelming Mabahit and the overwhelming points in aqīda is Usul, that means you're opening the door for people to do what? To see that, uh, that the is differed in those issues as well. The ulama of our time, Sheikh al Fawzan, Sheikh al Sheikh Aziz they all said that no one, this statement is wrong. They didn't accept it. It needs Tadqiq. Are you with me, brothers? But does, did the Sahabas differ in Fiqh? You can. Because the overwhelming majority of Fiqh is what? Furul. It is what? It's furul. Are you with me, brothers? And that which is usūl in Fiqh is very little. That which are fundamental issues of, in Fiqh issues are what? They're very little. Does that make sense, brothers? As for saying that Aqeedah is considered Fiqhul Akbar, it doesn't take away from it that it's fundamental issues. And the fiqh al-akbar actually should scare you because it's a fiqh which is great, not the fiqh which is fiqh which is, is little. So it's a, a fundamental. The reason why they chose to call it fiqh al-akbar is because it's fundamental. That is it's crucial. That is serious. That's why the Salaf called it. And they didn't just leave it as fiqh. Are you with me, brothers? Very good. Um, here we come back to an issue which is: we know ijma' ahlil 'ilm that the kuffar, Allah is telling them to come into Islam. The usul is is it upon the disbelievers. Meaning, do they have to come into Islam? Uh, Union brothers, do the disbelievers have to come into Islam? Do they? Adahu. <laughs> So that commandment of coming into Islam is not what the Sheikh is talking about here. What is he talking about? Are they being the prohibitions and the command which have come in the furu' of the religion? Are you with me? Are they being spoken to here? This is the discussion. Does that make sense? Have I made myself clear? Okay, pay attention. The kuffar. Are they being the amar and the nahi? The commandments and the prohibitions. Which commandments? The commandments that call to tawhid. Is it talking to the disbelievers? To come into Tawhid. Ah, bada ijma. There's no khilaf in this one. Yes, it's talking to them. Are we all together? The prohibitions of calling against shirk. Is it talking to the disbelievers? Na'am Hada Ijma'ah. Because al Deen, it's talking to the disbelievers as much as it's talking to the believers. Lakin, the scholars differed upon, the ulama they differed upon. Furu'u al-Shari'a. When Allah Ta'ala, said pray the salah Is it talking to the disbeliever When Allah said give zakat Is this talking to the disbeliever Are we all together brothers Are the disbelievers being spoken to here Or is this specific to the believers only This is a masala which is There's a khilaf that came regarding it According to the scholars Does that make sense Which is the concept of Halil Kuffar, Are they disbelievers? مُخَاتَبُونَ فِي فُرُوءِ sharia. Are they being spoken to in the? The furu' of the religion. Are we all together brothers? If that is the case and you do believe that the kuffar مُخَاتَبُونَ فِي فُرُوءِ sharia, In Ramadan, you're not allowed to sell food to a disbeliever. As much as you're not allowed to sell it a. A Muslim. This is where it comes into effect. If you believe, the, of the view of the scholars who believe that the kuffar are muhatabun fi furu' al and Ramadan enters and you see a disbeliever and you give him food and you say he's a disbeliever, he's not fasting, so he can eat it. But you're saying, according to your discussion, in Usulul al-fiqh, you're saying that the kuffar are مخاطبون, Allah is speaking to them as well. As much as he's speaking to the believers, then that means you can't give him the food. And you're not allowed to sell to him in Ramadan, and the Muslims who have restaurants who say, oh I don't sell it to the Muslims, I only sell it to the, I only sell food in Ramadan to the, non-Muslims is also what? It's not allowed if you take that opinion, and that opinion is strong. What's the evidence that it's strong? Allah said in the Qur'an, Ma سلككم fi saqar. what place to you in saqarah? Why are you in Hell for? What did they say? قَالُوا we want from those who prayed. So the praying was a commandment from Allah towards them. Are you with me, brothers? So, yes, they are mukhatabuna fi al sharia. What are they? They are mukhatabuna fi al sharia. That's the discussion that the author الله, brings. As much as Allah is talking to us in the Quran, it's talking to the disbelievers as well. Are we all together, brothers? Whatever is being told for us to do is also being told for them. From them to do. The, qu- the issue, the only difference is like in the day of judgment, salah by itself will not be accepted from them if they haven't come with tawheed and they haven't come into Islam. But they will be punished for leaving both of them. The question here is: Are they going to be punished the day of judgment for leaving both, or are they only going to be punished for not coming with tawheed? Are you with me, brothers? will they also be punished for lying? Now, all of that. Lying was haram for us. We get punished if we lie, so will they get punished if they lie?
1: No. Now, the author
0: goes into uh, a mas'ala, which is, if Allah commands something, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands an issue, does that mean he's prohibiting you from the opposite? For example, if I say to you, stand up. Does that mean I'm saying to you, do not sit down? The author takes the opinion, which is, The commandment of Allah, of a matter, is the prohibition of the opposite. The opposite you're being prohibited from you. This is correct, but there is an issue in here right now, he has. Which is, as you all know, the Asha'ira believe Allah's speech, Allah's speech subhanahu wa ta'ala, is qa'imun binafsihi. It's something that's within him that doesn't come out. They believe Allah's speech doesn't come out. Are we all together? Whereas Ahlul Sunnah believe what? Allah speaks, based on the Hadith al Bukhari, huruf and sawt It has a sound and it has a word come out from Allah Jalla, In a way that befits his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala in a way that befits, befits his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala al sunnah believe that are you with me brothers since they believe that the speech is within Allah and it doesn't come out then whatever is within Allah all of it is the same the commandments and the prohibitions are all inside him and they all are the same are you with me brothers that's a concept that they believe which here kind of pushing ahli sunnah don't believe that Alusuna Sunnah word it differently. They say the commandment of Allah necessitates. Because they're two different entities. The words that come from Allah when He's commanding and the words that are coming from Allah when He's prohibiting are two different. They believe it's all one thing. Because it doesn't even come out. Are you with me brothers? al Sunnah believe, it's a, it's a philosophical discussion you don't need to go into now. All that you need to know is If Allah commands something, it necessitates, necessitates. You have to put that word in there. It necessitates. So we don't say it is the opposite. But rather we say it's what? It necessitates the opposite. So they believe it's like a coin. This side and this side are stuck together. They're one, but they're opposites. Are we all together? That's what they believe. And they believe no. If Allah commands you to do something in necessity that is prohibiting you from the... He's prohibiting you from the opposite. Subhanahu
1: wa ta'ala. Naam. No.
0: The Sheikh now goes into the second part which is from the chapters of Usul al-Fiqh is an-nahi. Prohibition. We did amr, right? We did Al-Amar. We're now doing the opposite of Al-Amar which is Nahi is how many things? How how many points did we say there was Amar? We gave four points for Amar, right? We're now giving how many points for uh, Nahi. Four points for Nahi, inshaAllah. The first one is You're requested to leave something. Amar, you were requested to do something. Here you're being requested to leave of something. Okay, that's number one. Number two, verbally. The way in which you're told to leave this thing is where? Is how? It is verbally, number two. Bil qawli that's what the author said. Tarki is the first one. Bil qawli is the second, which is by speech. The third one is, Mimman huwa dunahu. Mimman huwa dunahu means what? A higher person is Telling a person who's lower. Just like the command. Okay? And the fourth is in a forceful manner. In a forceful manner. Then the author goes into a concept known as he talks about the prohibition of something. What does it show us? If something is prohibited from you, what does it show? That there's a facade, corruption in it. There's a what? Corruption in it. For example, is innovation prohibited from us? Is innovation prohibited from us? What about if a person comes with that innovation? And he does it. Is it corrupted? In other words, is it nullified? Is it void? It is. Because the Prophet said, <laughs> Here he means fasad, corrupted. It's not going to give, be given importance. But this is, not, this is not all the types of prohibitions. Are you with me, brothers? It's not all the types of prohibitions. Some prohibitions, if the person does it, it's what? It doesn't what? It doesn't If a person goes and steals a person's clothes, are you with me, brothers? And then he wears it for salah, and then he goes and he prays salah on clothes that he stole, is it not prohibited for him not to steal? Was he not prohibited from. Are you with me, brothers? He was prohibited from what? From stealing. But he prayed a salah with what? Stolen clothes. Is the salah accepted? Is that Salah accepted? How Salah is accepted? Salah is accepted. So when the author here said, An Nahiyu, uh, the scholars they break the Nahyu into four types. They break it into four types. A prohibition that goes back to the action itself. Okay? The second one is that which goes back to its conditions. What does it go back to? It goes back to its conditions. Number f- three, it goes back to a characteristics that necessitates from the prohibited, prohibited. It goes back to a characteristics that necessitates from the thing that was prohibited. And the fourth one is Neither of the three. The fourth one is neither of the three. A type that's neither of the three. The author's statement, the first one, the second one, and the third one in which he mentioned, yes, he's right in that one. He is what? He's right that if a person does a prohibited act in any of those three, then it's fasad. Like in the fourth one, no. Are you with me, brothers? And I gave an example for the fourth one. It's like the uh, clothing a person steals. The author then, rahimahullah, mentions the forms in which the, uh, Amr comes in, the prohibited comes in. He mentions here four points. Number one, he mentions sigatuhu. Amas siyagun nahi. The forms of prohibitions. How does the Quran and the Sunnah give us the prohibitive types? The author mentions the most common one which is known as what? La taf'al, right? What did he say? It is la taf'al. Uh, did he mention this? Yeah? Okay, we mention it then. Write it down. So four points the author didn't mention, so he didn't mention this. But he mentioned it in the amar. so he kind of indirectly mentioned it here. It's the opposite of what he mentioned there, he's mentioning it here. Which is, what is the form in which the prohibition comes into? It comes in two ways, right? Remember, in the amar we said two. Sarih, which is the first one, direct. And the second form was what? Indirect. Siyagun ghayru sariha. La taf'al is what? Sariha is Direct. And that which is غير صريحة is what? It, it's not a statement. It's more of an action. The third p- point that the author didn't mention, but he did mention in the amar, was, if the prohibition comes, and there's no karina, meaning La Tafal. and there's no karina. We know what karina means, right? We took a karina. Uh, the Prophet says, don't do. Or Allah says, don't do. Just the mere la taf'al, it shows what? It shows a It shows that it's sorry, sorry, it shows a tahrim, haram. What does it show? It shows haram, right? Remember, the amar that doesn't have no karina. no qareena no is in the ayah or hadith, what does it show? Wujub. Shows obligation, right? We said that, right? So the prohibition that doesn't have a kareena, what does it benefit us? Tahrim, haram. Number three is, does the prohibition show repetition? Does the prohibition show repetition? We know the amar. What did we say? Does the amar show? We said no. Here, does the prohibition show repetition? This is by consent of the scholars. If you're prohibited to, to stay away from something, it doesn't mean you only stay away from it once. You always have to stay away from it. صح? You always have to stay away from it. Number four. Does the prohibition have to be done straight away? Does it necessitate فورية, that you have to do it straight away? by ittifaq of the scholars by consensus of the scholars is that you have to stay away from it straight away and the evidence they give for that is that when the Messenger was told to move from the uh, Bayt bayt al-Maqdis and he moved to Bayt al-Haram the man didn't say, I'll tell them tomorrow he went and he told them straight away, right? So these are some of the examples which the scholars bring now.
1: The author here now goes
0: into a mas'ala which is connected to Amr. He mentions, he says that the Amr in the Qur'an sometimes does come in three meanings. It comes in how many meanings? Sorry, four. We already spoke about the Ibaha, Right? When we were in the Amr, we already spoke about Amr that means Mubah. Which one did we say? the Amr has a karina? Did I not mention that yesterday? I mentioned an example I gave and I did a mistake by the way yesterday when I said it. It was Sallu qabla al-maghribi. I said Isha yes, I was wrong. Uh, so, Pray before Maghrib, pray before Maghrib, pray before Maghrib, the Prophet said. And then after, what did he say? This Amr is more, what what is it? What's this Amr called now? It's Mandub, right? We took it. Okay, the word Amr sometimes comes as what? It comes as a Mubah, meaning it's not obligatory. It's just Mubah. Sometimes it comes as the concept of a tahdeeb what does tahdeed mean? It means Allah Taala is threatening you. You're not being commanded to do something. Allah says in the ayah, "Qul tamta' qalilan innaka min means enjoy yourself. Go enjoy yourself. This is a threat. When Allah says that Subhanahu wa Taala, yeah. When Allah says that, what does it mean? فَإِنَّ مَصِيرَكُمْ إِلَى النَّارِ Allah also says Enjoy your disbelief. Enjoy is a command, is it not? Like in this commandment is a تَهْدِيد, it's a threatening. You're not, you're not meant to say, oh, Allah commanding me to go enjoy myself and, and, and you go and you do it. This is a threatening. The second meaning, that, the other meaning that it means is التَسْوِيَة تَسْوِيَة means two things are the same. Whether you do it or leave it, it's the same. It's the one Allah says Fasbiru, Ola tasbiru. Be patient or don't be patient, it's the same. It doesn't matter. Are we all together? So here Allah says, Tasbiru, be patient. Ola tasbiru or don't be patient. Here you're not being commanded to do neither of them. Here the commandment here is just a that is telling you that this issue both are the same. That's all it's trying to tell you, that's it. Nothing is needed from you to come with. The last one is at takween. At takween means you're not the one who's been commanded. Allah is commanding something to happen. And it's the one Allah Ta He says, Kunu qiradatan khasi'in. Kunu be. qiradatan khasi'in. Be destroyed monkeys. صح? In state of lust. Are they the ones who will have to go out of the way and become like this? But it's at takween. Allah is going to do. There's a commandment used here, right? So he's just trying to tell you sometimes you find those in the Quran. Keep in mind that they have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Now,
1: وَمَلْعَمُ فَهُوَ مَعْمَّ شَيْئِنِ فِي صَاعِدٍ مِنْ قَوْلِهِ عَمْتُ زِيدًا وَعْمَرًا بِالعَطَاءِ وَعَمْتُ جَمِيعَ النَّاسِ بِالعَطَاءِ وَالْفَاضُهُ أَرْبَعَةٌ لِاسْمِ الْوَاحِدِ الْمُعْرَفِ بِالْلَّامِ وَاسْمُ الْجَمْعِ الْمُعْرَفِ بِالْلَّامِ. والاسماء المبهمة كمن في من يعقل وما في ما لا يعقل واي في الجميع واين في المكان ومتى في الزمان وما في الاستفهام والجزاء وغيره ولا في النكرات والعموم في من صفات النطق ولا يجوز دعوى العموم مثله غيره من الفعل وما يجري مجراه
0: ذوته هيز جوز اصول الفقه which is known as العام ما العام mean? مين General. What's the translation? That it, what does it say on the translation for you? Generality, right? Generality means when something is general. This is what we're going to go into right now. The author, rahimahullah ta'ala, his definition of am, it was like it was a linguistic definition. ishtiqaq لغوي. He didn't give a technical definition. So let's give the technical definition. The technical definition is al 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 afradi Bila It is two things. In the, technical defi- the technical definition of the word of the word is two things. Number one, generality in the Quran and the Sunnah comes by way of speech, verbally. Number one, verbally. So it's speech. So we're going to see later, he said at the ending of the part, he said, وَالْعُمُومِ مِن صِفَاتِ النُطْقِ وَلَا يَجُوزُ دَعْوَ الْعُمُومِ فِي مِنَ الْفِلِ وَمَا يَجْرِي You can't take generality from what? The Prophet's actions. Where do you take generality from? The speech. Then then, is taken from where? Speech, number one. Number two, the point number two is, It is like this in accordance to the Arabic language. When this word was placed, when the Arabs used this word, this is what it means. It shows this meaning. It indicates generality. It is placed to what? It is placed to encompass all of this. Then the author, rahimahullah ta'ala, mentions there are four four, uh, ways, about four that show generality. Okay? And this is not only the type. The reason why he chose these four is because Lishtihariha is the most common. The first one he mentioned is al-ismul-wahidul-mu'arrafi bil-lami. The first one is a name, okay, a singular name that has alif al-lam in it. Like for example, Inna al-insana lafi Al-insan here is singular. Al-insan is only one person, right? Alif al-lam did it not enter it? Did alif al-lam not enter it? This alif al-lam, what does it show in al-insana here? It means all of mankind. It shows generality, all of mankind. So Inna al-insana that alif al-lam in there is what? Is the first type. It is the alif alam that enters the what? The singular noun. It enters the singular noun. How do we know that al-insan here is general? Because right after that, Allah had to bring an exception and say illa ladina amanu, an exception. Are we all together, brothers? To show that if illa ladina did not come, everybody would have been in a state of loss. Good. The second type that the author mentioned is إسم الجمع المعرف باللامي. It's the opposite of the f- first one, which is it's a plural noun that has alif lam in it. Plural, plural, plural noun. Allah Taala, what did He say? Um, Success and prosperity is for what? The believers. Allah Tabarak ta'ala, He says in the ayah, um, الرجال قوامون على النساء. The word نساء here is what? It's plural, right? It's a what? It's a plural. Either men are governors over what? Some women or all women? All. And the ayah says, الرجال all of women. Where do we get that from? Where do we get that from? The alif al inside al-nisa. Very good. Here we have another one that the author mentioned is al-asma' al-mubhamah. Al-asma' al-mubhamah are the ambiguous nouns. Al-asma' al-mubhamah are two. ishara and ism u Ismu an Ishara and what? Ismu Sul. is Ishara is hadha and hadhi and Ha and, Hathi and Hathi. all of those. Ismu an Ishara. And also Alati. All-lad-i, all of those are also not known as what? Isma'a mubamah. Also, what is known as Al-Sma'a mubamah is? ma, They are also what? Asma' mubhamah. Why are they called asma' mubhamah? Because no particular individual owns it. If you say hadha al rajul that man, the, per- the person is going to be which one? The word hadha is owned by, it's not owned by anyone. Do you get it? The word Mubham means it, it's ambiguous. It's not really owned by a particular person. And an example he gives here is like men. For example, Allah says من yamal su'an yujzabi. So man here means what? Whoever. What does it mean? Whoever does evil will be will be punished. So whoever. How do we know? Because the man here is what? It's asma' al-mubhama and it's the ismu shart. It's the ismu shart. Allah Tabarak ta'ala, said, uh, sorry, the Prophet he said in the hadith, The one who drinks from the aniyatul fidda fi batnihi the day of judgment his stomach what will he be it will be punished with the naru jahannam. the hadith what did it say the one it's anyone you take generality from that it's not specifically to a person are you with me then we come to the word wa'ay the author now mentions The fourth one is what? So the, the the last one, the fourth one is. So Aina is inside Al Isma'al Are you with me? And Matha is in Isma' al Mubhammah. The last one is the author mentions La al nakirat. La al Nakirat. The La al-Nakirat is, Allah says in the Qur'an, فَلَا تَدْعُوا تدعو مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا This one, it's a La, and there's a Nakira, indefinite. فَلَا, La. And then what is after that? What is the Nakira? فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا أَحَدًا is indefinite. It's a Nakira in Arabic language. What does that show us, brothers? You're not allowed to ask anyone Besides Allah with فَلَا تدعو مع الله أحدا, Whoever he may be. Why? Because it's a... It's a nakirah. And before it came, the what? The la came. The la came. The author now, he left some... Ones that he could have mentioned. Rahimahullah Taala, Which is... He could have mentioned the word كُلُّ. كل is, does, it not change, does it not show generality? It It does. He didn't mention that, which is kullu nafsin da'iqatul maut. The word kullu here means what? Everyone. Um, but the author didn't mention that. The word Jameer. jamiyah, it shows generality, right? The author didn't bring that. He didn't bring the al-mufradul mudaf. Al-mufrad al-mudaf. Where Allah says, وإنت عدوا, وإنت عدوا لا تحسوها. here the word نعمة is a what? singular and it's been attributed to who? to Allah Azza wa Jalla. it shows what? he didn't bring that and etc there were many others that he didn't bring then the author رحمه تعالى, he mentions at the ending of the, the chapter two points what did he mention? two points and that is um, number one that the generality is taken from where? Speech. وَالْعُمُومِ nutri A speech. It cannot be taken from what? Action. The second thing that he also mentioned is um, the opposite of what we, what we mentioned which is You cannot claim you cannot claim generality in other than speech like the Prophet's actions and anything that takes its place. And anything that takes its place. What does he mean anything that takes its place? There are issues that Usuliyin talk about which is al a'yan, Things that were specific to particular people. Are we all together? These things that were specific to a group of people you can't take it out of the you can't make it general. They call it قضية ainin la umuma laha. There are particular situations where are only What? The particular to this situation, you're not allowed to use generality out of this. So two things he mentions here. You can't use the actions as a general. And you're not allowed to use a concept known as al ayan Things that were what? That were specific to a particular situation. You're not allowed to make it general. And try to say, oh I can use this everywhere and every time and every place. It was only used in a particular way and it was only used in a particular situation. And so you're not allowed to take it out of that situation and you're not allowed to take it out of that context. Are we all together? The author, rahimahullah, goes into there. Now, How long do we have? Eight minutes. Hayya, huh? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. <laughs> <Eight minutes. laughs> fadhali.
1: والخاص يقابل العام والتخصيص تمييز بعض الجملة وهو ينقسم الى متصل ومنفصل فالمتصل الاستثناء والتقييد بالشرط والتقييد بالصفه والاستثناء اخراج ما لولاه لدخل في الكلام وانما يصح بالشرط ان يبقى من المستثنى منه شيء ومن شرطه ان يكون متصلا بالكلام وجوز تقديم الاستثناء على المستثنى منه ويجوز الاستثناء من الجنس ومن غيره والشرط يجوز ان يتاخر عن المشروط ويجوز ان يتقدم عن المشروط on بالصفة the عليه المطلق Melo قيدت بالإيمان في بعض ye that في بعض he bad in على المقيّد. ويجوز Katibad الكتاب بالكتاب، Fayyu الكتاب Al بالكتاب، or use بالسي- the Taxis النطق Kitabi, ونعني or Kitabi الله or وتعالى or Sunnati will Sunna,
0: author now goes into another chapter in الفقه, which is known as what? When that, we finished, what's the opposite of? Khas. Khas is what? The well, the author he said, well, but the Khas is the opposite of. The author said that. But he didn't give it a good definition. Because his definition of am was also not. It was Ishtiqaq Lugawi. He mentioned the linguistic definition. So, what is Khas? Khas is anything that two things are found. Number one, it's a verbal statement. It's it's transmitted to us verbally. The khusus is not taken from what? Again, like the am. It's not taken from what? It's not taken from actions. Number two is... Number two is... This speech... It's... In its essence, it indicates. Just like the am. The am, in its essence, what did I say? It indicates. Generality. This speech in its generality uh, sorry, in its essence according to the Arabs it what? it shows specification it doesn't show generality we're going to see uh, insha'Allah Ta'ala the author he divided the type of al-mukhasisat the types of Specifiers into two. The author, he divided the types of specifiers into how many? فَالْمُخَصِّصَاتِ أَدَّالَّةُ عَلَى قسمان. How many types? The specifiers of the specifying agents, he categorized them into how many? Two. The first one he said, al الْمُتَّصِلَةِ Is the English translation finished the book, the kitab, is the English translation finished? Can I have it? What does the first one mean? المخصصات المتصلة. المخصصات المتصلة هي لا تستقل بنفسها. It is the one that can't stand by itself. This specifying cannot stand by itself. It can't be a complete sentence by itself. It has to be connected with the sentence. I'll give you an example. Allah wa ta'ala, he said in the Qur'an, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ Bayti man istataa ilayhi sabila." Allah wa ta'ala, he said, upon the people, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ And nasi here is what? All of the people. Everyone. Everyone Allah ta'ala, he made it obligatory upon them what? Hajj. Then what did he say? And also Umrah falls under there as well. Umar once in your life is also obligatory according to the strongest opinion of the scholars. What did Allah say then after that? He said is taking the place of what? It's taking the place of the people. Or it's actually specifying the people. It's not every person that the hajj is what? Obligatory on. Who is it obligatory on? Specific to the people who have the ability. Now, can you take the can you take that statement and Place it somewhere by itself. Will it make sense to you? Will you understand if somebody says to you "manistat'aan"? Will that make sense? can't. It is not understood unless it's in that "ailaya Can't stand by itself. It cannot be an entity that stands alone. The second one, which is known as munfasil. Munfasil means. The, the specifying agent is what? It can stand by itself. It doesn't have to be stuck to it. It's with it. وَهِيَ الَّتِي بِنَفْسِهَا I'll give you an example, which is Allah says, يُوسِيكُمُ Allah tells us here that a father... His children, they inherit from him. Allah gives you a wasiyah to your children. So the father, his children are going to inherit, his children are going to inherit from him. Sahih? This is general. The ayah is very general. Then the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa he came and he said, لا المسلم كافر. The prophet, he said, La المسلم الكافر. The Muslim cannot inherit a kafir. And a kafir cannot inherit a Muslim. Now, the Mukhasis which is the Hadith, has it stood by itself? It's a whole entity that's in, an, it's in a whole different place, which is where? And the Ayah, it's somewhere else. Are we all together? This is Munfasil, it's detached from one another. So you wouldn't see it unless you've read it all. Unless you've read. Well, the Munfasil is the type that majority of the people don't see. Because what does it require? It requires a person to have uh, great uh, knowledge. We'll stop there, inshaAllah ta'ala, bi-idhnillah uh, al-kareem, and we'll go into the second type of muhasis, which is the one known as? the. Uh, we'll go to the mutasil and details, inshaAllah ta'ala. So we were, t- we're talking about the al-mukhassisat. We were speaking about the al-mukhassisat. And we mentioned that al-mukhasisat is how many types? Two. The first one we said is? Al-muttasila. Which is, in your translation it says dependent. I mean it depends on the sentence. It's depending on the sentence. It relies on the sentence. It cannot stand by itself. And the second one is? Independent. Hmm. (coughs) Independent. It is independent. We gave an example for both. Correct? We did. The first one was it called the al-mutassil, um, the dependent. The Sheikh categorised that into three. How many types of mutasila are there? Three. The first one is Alistiana. Number one is exception. Number two um, Number two is Ashart condition. And number three is um, characteristics. So, how much do we have? So, the first one is restricted to exception. The second one is restricted to conditions. And the third one is restricted. I'm a restriction to characteristics. Those are the three. The author called it al-istithna, al-shart, and al-sifa. Those are the three types of the muttasil. The munfasil, the munfasil, which is the independent, is three types. It's how many types? Three types. The first one is. الشرع. The first one is. الشرع. And the second one is. الشرع means the Sharia. The مفصل we're talking about. The author didn't mention this. The author did not mention this. How much is the Mutasil? How many? Exception. So it's. Sorry, the first one was. Restriction to? Exception. Exception. Second one is? Condition. Condition. And characteristics. We're going to go through each one inshallah and give examples for it. What about the mukhasisat al munfasila The mukhasisat? al munfasila The independent one. How many is it? Three types. What's the first one? Al-shar'u. The sharia. The second one is al-hissu. Al-hissu is the senses. Senses. And the third one, the third one is al-aqlu, logic. Are you with me, brothers? The author didn't talk about the other two. Because this is not what usul al-fiqh deals with. Al-hissu al aqlu he doesn't talk about it in this book. He only speaks about which one? al He only speaks about al-shar'u. And this one he divided it into how many? The Shara'u one. How many times did he break the Shara'u one into? Three. He broke it into three. Al-Kitabu was Sunnah, wal-Qiyas. The Quran, the Sunnah, and the Qiyas. Are we all together? Quran. Sunnah and what? Al-Qiyas. The Qur'an he divided into two. The Qur'an how many times did he divide it into? Two. Two. Qur'an being restricted with Qur'an. That's one. The second one is the Qur'an being restricted with the Sunnah. The second one he did is The sunnah. And how many come out of that one? Two. The sunnah being restricted with the Qur'an and the sunnah being restricted with the sunnah. And the third one is al-qiyas, right? And how many comes out of that one? Two. The qiyas being restricted with the Qur'an and the qiyas being restricted with the with the sunnah. We're going to go through each and every one of those and give examples, inshallah ta'ala. This is all that the author talks about in this chapter, inshallah ta'ala. Nothing more, nothing? Nothing less. Are we all together? So we need to understand that, inshallah ta'ala. Let's go back to the first type of al-mukhasisat, al-muttasila. How many types did we say the mukhasisat is? We said it's two types, right? What was the first one? Al muttasila What do you say the Mutasila means? It cannot stand by itself. Okay, it's dependent. What example did we give? The Munfasila. <laughs> what was the example that we gave? And we said that the hadith of the messenger, We mentioned that, right? That's good. Now we're going to go back to the types that come out of Al Muqassisat Al Mutasila. How many did we say come out from it? Three. What was the first one? So we say the first one is restriction. We say restriction to exception. I'm restricted due to exception. Exception here is not with an A, it's with an E. Okay? It's with an E. E X C E P. Okay? It's an exception. Good. And that's what is tisna. Means. Istithna in the Arabic language is Illa and its sisters Illa and its sisters so the person has to go and study what are the sisters of Illa but Illa is an example an example for that is the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he said, Al Muslimuna ala shurutihim, illa shartan, harra mahalalan, oh halalla, o halal haraman, illa shartan, harama halalan, oh ahalla haraman. Now the messenger said that the believers are upon their conditions. And look what he did after that. He brought an exception accept the what did he say? accept what? Except that which bring if the condition is if he's making that which is halal haram and haram which is halal it's not other than that all of the other conditions that you make with somebody what do you need to do? fulfill it if you make a promise with somebody al-muminun المؤمنون ala him. any promise that we make amongst ourselves we need to fulfill it If I promise you something, I have to do it for you. It's uh, it's general. But then what did the hadith do? It brought an istithna. This type of istithna is known as what? Istithna is what? It's mutasil. Istithna is something mutasil. Are you with me, brothers? Am I making sense here? Okay. The istithna mutasil have two conditions. There's many more conditions, but we're trying to make it easy. The istithna has how many conditions? It has two conditions. Yabqa يَبْقَى مِنَ الْمُسْتَثْنَى minhu شَيْءٌ What you're going to do the exception from, something has to be left from it. What do I mean? For example, if a person says, For example, if a person says, لَهُ He has on me ten except ten. Nothing is left. Your exception hasn't let anything remain. Right? He has ten dirhams on me, except ten dirhams. So what did he have on you? So this is not... The condition is that something has to be left. You can't ex- do an exception, and an exception takes away everything. Does that make sense? The second... Within that one... The scholars by ittifaq unanimously agree that the mustathna minhu something has to be left. And من something has to be left. But they differed, there's a consensus. You can't say, عشرة عشرة. you can't say that. But are you allowed to say? They had a difference of opinion on this one. Which is that what you're taking back is more but you've left something, but it's what? It's more than half. Does that make sense? They have a khilaf on this. And they differ on this. Shaukani, rahimahullah, he he believes it's permissible. And many other scholars have not accepted this. From them, Imam Ahmed and his students. And also, it's a view of Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah ta'ala and the ones who said it's permissible they're stronger like Imam Shaukani in his kitab and they used evidences which is من من the followers of shaitan are they a lot or are they little there are more who follow him right there are a lot of who follow him so the scholars they said that you are allowed to have more that you take away more than half The followers of shaytan is it more than half, more than half, more than half follows shaytan. As Allah told us in the Quran So the majority don't know, it's more than half. Are you with me brothers? And then this one itself, there's a niqash there's which is, this is called usifatin, sifatin, wa We won't go into that. Are we all together, brothers? And Imam Shaukani here in his kitab, ilshadul Fuhul he goes into good benefits and it's good to read it. The second condition for the exception, the second condition for the exception is, it has to be connected to the speech. You can't say to somebody, لَهُ He has on me ten. And then tomorrow you call and you say, إِلَّا uh, Except four. Are you with me brothers? It means it has to be connected with the speech. You can't say, uh, I divorce my wives. And then you go and you think about it and you say, Except. Except three. The next day. This which you're trying to bring out is too late now. It, you you what? the speech wasn't connected it has to be connected are you with me brothers? Like in the connection here doesn't mean if he sneezes are you with me brothers? if he sneezes or it doesn't mean that it means that the discussion that's happening is still happening and an example that they use is the messenger وسلم, he said this land meaning Mecca Allah has made it subhanahu wa ta'ala a sacred land يوم Samawati wal ard the day Allah created the Samawat and the, the day Allah created the Samawat and the no one is allowed to take from this land any thorn, no trees, no nothing no fruits of Mecca can you take it's not yours, leave it then the sahabas they said Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib he stood up and he said Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah al إلا الإذخرة the Prophet didn't mention it. His speech stopped. The Prophet said what he wanted to say. Finished it. He stood up he said, al إلا الْإِذْخِرِ إِذْخِرِ It's like, it's a, it's a form of grass that the Arab used to use to make houses from it. But what he said about the ya and then the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he looked at him and he said, al إلا Okay, even the ithir. Except the إِذْخِرِ So even though they said it's disconnected from what he said but it's still in the what? It's still in that same moment of discussion. Are you, are you with me? That's not a problem here. That is not a problem. So those are the two conditions that have to be found in the the istithna. The, the. the author then goes into the author he goes into is it permissible that the mustasna goes before the mustasna minhu, or the mustasna minhu goes before the mustasna the order does it really matter? He says, "Wajuzu it is permissible." تقديم ala على المستثنى منه. Are you with me? So you can the order in how you say it, whether the restriction to the uh, to the exception is before or if it's after, it doesn't matter. He's, he's taking that opinion, and that's strong, insha'Allah taala. Also he mentions وَيَجُوزُ it is permissible. Okay, if I say Ja'al Kommu the people came. Ja al the people came. Illa Farasan, except a horse. Can I say that? Can I do an exception from a thing which is not the same essence of the thing I'm taking it out of? Because horse is not, it's not the same as a human. I said the people came. And then I made an exception of a horse. And a horse is not from the essence of the people. Are you with me, brothers? The author he said, it is permissible. You're allowed to you're allowed to do that. And the evidence that he's relying on is Allah's statement Amanu La Takulu amwalakum illa antakuna illa antakuna tijaratan. here, pay attention to it. Allah says, Ya those of you who believe, la ta'kulu, do not eat your money and your wealth from one another unjustly. Don't eat from it unjustly. And then what did he say? Unless it's what? Unless it's trading. But the trading was never part of oppressively eating somebody's wealth, aslan. So why was the exception made? So here he's trying to say, it's my evidence, to say that it doesn't have to be from the same. It doesn't have to be from the same essence. Even the day of judgment, what does Allah say? La يسمعون فيها lagwan illa illa They will not hear in Jannah any idle speech except what? Illa salam. Es salam is not part of idle speech. Why did Allah bring it out of there? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's his argument which is it doesn't have to be from the same essence. It doesn't have to be from the same essence. Now we move on to the second type of the muttasil, the al Muhasat al Muttasila, which is what ashartu. Shart is what condition. specification to to condition. The author here he didn't explain for us the way the definition of shart. Uh, he did for sifa, but uh, استثناء, but he didn't do for what the shart. What does the shart uh, mean? Shart is a condition. In simple terms, it is what? It is a condition. It's ala hukmin bi-adatin ma'aluma. It's two things. It's connect. It's two things. The definition for it. It is ala hukmin. It's to connect a ruling to another another ruling. With what? Bi-adatin ma'lūmah Known terms. You're using specific types of terms okay and they're called shart, that you need to study examples will give it to us inshallah ta'ala. for example if I say to you in, if in Zurtani if you visit me I'm going to what I'm going to honor you are you with me brothers here I've restricted my honoring to you to what You visiting me, I've conditioned, I've locked down this unrestricted. The honoring is not going to happen, it's not restricted, it's not unrestricted. What is it restricted to? It is restricted for you to what for you to visit me. So I am restricting my honoring of you that you have to come with that. Are you with me, brothers? Allah says in the Quran, in Tansurullah Yansurkum. When will Allah give you victory? When you give victory to his religion. When you give victory to his what? By living by his deen. By following what he tells you to do and staying away from what he stays away from. Now if somebody says to you, I will honor you if you visit me. And tomorrow you say, actually, Allah, you didn't honor me. And he says, you didn't visit me. But you say, actually, you promised me you were going to honor me. And he says, but I told you to come visit me first. This is the, It's like that when people say, why is Allah not helping me? Why is Allah not aiding me? Why is Allah not honoring me? Why is Allah not giving victory? The reason is because you didn't come with what? The condition that he placed. The shard. Which was what? You have to give victory to his religion. You have to live by this deen. Qalban wa qaliban. Internally and what? Externally. So that's the shard. Are you with me brothers? Is it permissible for the Ayyatakadam Al Al Mashroot, can does the order really matter? For example, a man says to his wife, Anta you are divorced and you are not I'm no longer married to you in Dakhalta Dara if you enter the house. This is the order that it should be, right? Because the in shartiya comes after. Generally it should always be at the end. That's the normal order. Are you with me, brothers? وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ came when? The استثناء, when did it come after? That's the normal order. But what about if it goes first? What about if the Shartiya comes, uh, the, 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 it comes before? For example, I say that in دَخَلْتَ الدَّارَ فَأَنْتَ طالق If you enter the house, you're divorced. Is that permissible? The author is of the opinion that there's no problem. The author is of the opinion that there is no problem. يَجُوزُ أَن يَتَقَدَّمَ عَلَى الْمَشْرُوطِ The order doesn't really, doesn't matter. It does not? It doesn't matter. We've now, we've now taken that. Now the author, رحمه الله تعالى, what is left for him? The third type of Al-Mukhasat Al-Muttasila, which was what? Sifa. Now, Sifa According to the Usuliyyin, is not the Sifa according to the Nuhat. The grammarians, Sifa, it means Nat. Which means characteristics. لكن Sifa according to the Usuliyyin, it means Alhal Walbadal والنَعْت Are you with me, brothers? All of these are known as what Sifar in the Usuliyyin. The hal that we're going to see in grammar, inshaAllah, and the tamiz and the badal, are you with me, brothers? And the naat itself, all of them to the usuliyid is called a what? It's a sifa. All of that is sifa. Are we all together? So sifa is more broader in usulul fiqh than it is in grammar. So don't think they're both synonyms or they're the same. Okay, pay attention to that. An example of is the what? The statement of Allah Azza wa Jalla Allah says the Rabaib are the women that you are married to their daughters. You married a woman who has a daughter before she's a divorcee or a widow, Her husband died. And you married her. Are we all together? So a man, he married this woman. She's got a she's got a son, or she's got a daughter. Okay, specifically daughter now. This man can he marry the girl? Is he allowed to? Ha, so here we have we have a, a issue of which is sh- uh, the sifa. Uh, First of all, what did Allah say, Wa فَلَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ Allah, what description did he give? The first of all, this woman is your wife. That's a characteristic, that's a sifa. Number two is that you do not have sexual intercourse with who? With the mother. So here, people don't distinguish, don't, don't confuse one thing. When the ayah talked about it, The wife's mother, the minute you that you do the akdul nikah, she's never you can never marry her mom. Are we all together? Having sexual intercourse with the why the daughter or not, it doesn't matter. You, the minute the the nikah happens and the Sheikh says to you, Kabilt, and you say, Kabiltu. قَبِلْتَ He says, so you say قَبِلْتُ The minute you say that, the mother is what? You can never marry her mother. She's your your mom. Like in her daughter, that she had from a previous marriage, you can still marry her, as long as you don't have intimacy with who? The mother. Does that make sense? So here, the ayah was general. Your wife's daughter, you could marry her, but then, what is it restricted to? These characteristics of her being, being a woman that you entered onto her. So now it's no longer, it's no longer uh, general; it's specific. What is it? It is specific. You cannot do it. Here we now go into another example, which is Walillahi <laughs> ala <laughs> nasi hidul baiti manistata samira is a sifa as well. That's also a what? It's also a sifa. The one who has the ability, the characteristics. Now the author goes into a mas'al, and I want you to all pay attention, because this is a tricky issue many people get confused on. Now the author finished this, and he, what he did was he went into a an a a issue called al-mutlaq wal-muqayyad. We're now going to go into a chapter called al-mutlaq wal-muqayyad. So I thought about it. How am I going to explain al-mutlaq wal-muqayyad? How am I going to tell the students today the difference between mutlaq and aam? And I was thinking about it. What's the best way to say it? The first thought that came, that came to my mind is to say that the aam is umum shumuli and the mutlaq is umum badali. And I thought to myself, they won't understand that. The simple way of looking at it is Both of them, by the way, they are general. Both of them are general. The am is general, of course, and the Mutlaq is what? General. The difference between it is am is everyone and the Mutlaq is anyone. Do you see the difference? Everyone and anyone. Can you guys tell the difference now? كُلُّ الْإِنسَانَ أَمْ أَيُّ الْإِنسَانِ is the difference. Is that easy to understand? Let me make it more easier then. If you say, أَكْرِمِ tullaba Honor the students. Who do I have to honor? Every single? Every single student. Then the honoring has to happen to every single person. This is called "am." This is عَمُوم Shumuli. My honoring is going to happen to everybody. What about if I say, Akrim Taliban, honor a student? Is it not general like him? You don't know which student I have to honor. I was just told, honor a student. The difference is that when I apply the mutlaq, it gets restricted. The rest are eliminated. Does that make sense? Have I made sense? Yes. No? Yes? Well, like, this is the best I could find, the best way of explaining it. Am I making sense? So the author, he was talking about the khas, right? And then he was given how many types of mukhasisat did we divide? Mutasil and? mufasil, Dependent and independent, right? He mentioned the dependent, the three types. What did he not mention yet? We haven't mentioned the independent. In between it, he bought mutlaq and muqayyad. Why did he do that? Because the mutlaq and the Muqayyid are similar to what? Am and Am and Am and Khas So let's take examples for the Mutlaq uh, and Muqayyid Let's take uh, some examples Taala. An example for the Mutlaq and the Muqayyid is when Allah He said uh, Free the slave of what? To free the slave of, to free the slave of a female woman, to free a slave, to free the neck of a believer. Are you with me, brothers? Now pay attention here. In one eye Allah says: <speaking> This ayah says Free a neck. What to? Believer, non-believer. What type of person shall I Does that make sense? It's mutlaq. I don't know what to do here. It, and then Allah, Taala says in another ayah, What did it do? It restricted it. It's no longer general. What is it? Are we all together brothers? It restricted it. What did it do? It, it restricted it. Now I want to bring a mas'ala. I don't know. I don't want to do tatarruq. I don't want to do a I mean I don't want to go off topic. But it's a mas'ala I think is very important. Which it comes up a lot. Especially between students of knowledge. Which is the concept of hamlul mutlaqi ala al muqayyad. Write this down. It's very important. When it comes to the concepts of gen, the, the restricted and the unrestricted it comes in three forms. The first one is Textual evidences that are unrestricted. ما جاء مطلقا بلا قيد. ما جاء It has come unrestricted, and you don't have anything restricting it. What do we do here? يجب العمل به على إطلاقه. That one we have to take. Are you with me, brothers? Like وأمهات نسائكم. The mother of your wives. This is unrestricted. Are we all together? So what is unrestricted? The evidence that we find that are unrestricted, we implement it. and there's no other restriction for it. That's one type. The second type is mamukay. In one place is what? In one place it's, it's restricted. Like Allah says,. من قبل من قبل so anyone who's not able, what does he do? To Allah restricted it to. If a man does zihar to his wife, and he said to a woman, you are like the back of my mother, what does he have to do? Free a slave. If he's not able to do a free, free a slave, what does he do? <laughs> he has to fast how many months? Two consecutive months before what? So how many things was the fasting restricted with? First of all, it's, Two consecutive months. And also what? Before Before you even do have sexual intercourse with your... your, Then this is restricted now. We have to implement the restricted. It's not any type of fasting. You can't just say, oh, I fast one day. No, no, no. The fasting here... Or you can't say, I'm going to fast after I have sexual intercourse with my wife. You made zihar. You're not allowed to come into contact with your wife now. What do you do? You have to fast for two consecutive months. And those two consecutive months that you're fasting all have to happen before you come into contact with your before you come into contact with your wife. This is a text that's restricted, we have to implement it. The second type. Uh, sorry, the third type. The third type is al fi wa fi we have two texts. In one of the texts, is general, and in the other text, is what? Specific. We're all together. And the example for that one is what I gave you, where Allah says, and before that, what did Allah wa Ta'ala say? Here is general, and the other one is what? Specific. Which one do we implement? We give. We take the specific over. So here let's move be, we take the restricted over the unrestricted. We take the restricted over the unrestricted. This one, the third type, is broken into four. The fourth, the third type is broken into what? It's broken into how many? Four. And yet tahadah, and الحكم والسبب أن يختلف الحكم والسبب أن يتحد الحكم ويختلف السبب السبب and the fourth one is يتحد السبب وتختلف الحكم. four times do you guys want to write that down the ruling and the reason they're the same The ruling and the reason is the same. Then here we do I just said to you which one do we take? We take the restricted over the unrestricted. Meaning the ruling for both of them is haram but and the reason for both of them is what? It's also the same. What do we do? The second one is the hukum is different and the sabab is different you don't do hamlul mutlaq al al here. you don't do hamlul mutlaq al I don't want to give examples for this because you don't study this in Usulul. you don't study this in where? you don't study this in in waraqat I just want to come to something that's why the second one is yakh al It was the first one. The second one is The third one is The hukum is the same, but the reason is different. Here, I want to come to something now. This is the issue referred to as: Does the man have to have his garment below his ankles? Are you with me, brothers? Does a man have to have his garment uh, above his ankles? Some scholars they said, the Prophet ﷺ, here he said, man jarra thawbuhu khuyala. Anyone who drags his garment out of arrogance. Out of arrogance is what? It's qaid, it's qaid, it's a restriction. So the person is dragging his garment for what reason? Arrogance. من جرى خويلاء لم ينظر الله, إليه تعالى يوم القيامة. الله will not look at him the day of judgment Are we all together? صحيح? The other one is what? The other one? The other one is ما أسفل من الكعبين ففي Here was different? The sabab is different and the hukum is different. Sahih? Is the sabab different and the hukum different? Or is, sorry, is the hukum the same? Sorry, is the hukum the same? Huh? What's the hukum? This one, Allah won't look at you in the day of judgment. This was in the hellfire. Is the hukum the same? Allah won't look at you the day of judgment, and Allah will place you in the hellfire. Is that the same? no it's two different the hukum here is what what about the uh, the, first of all let's explain it to the people uh, so the students of the other brothers can understand so somebody will come and say to you the first hadith said anyone who wears his garment below his ankles out of arrogance it restricted it to what arrogance and the other one what did it say anyone who what whose garment is below his ankles is in the? Tawfaya. Somebody will say, the one that says that any garment that's below the ankles is in the Hawfaya, this is mutlaq. It's unrestricted. And this text is restricted. So what I'm going to do is hamrul mutlaqi ala al So I'm not doing it out of arrogance. And that's the only time that it's prohibited. Because the one that's general here has been specified here. It's been restricted here. So I am allowed to have my garment below my ankles if I'm not doing it out of... That's what I say. That's what they will... That's what they will say. Here you re- he used the qa'id of hamlul mutlaki al And is that right? No, it's not right. I didn't do it out of arrogance. What's the response to this issue is Let's look at the حكم and the سبب First of all, let's understand what a حكم is and a sabbath is For example, when Allah said raqabatin الْمُؤْمِنَةِ In Surah Al-Nisa Allah said فَتَحْرِيرُ In Surah Al-Nisa What was Allah talking about? He was, ki- he was talking about what? <coughs> the killing And when he was talking about it in Surah Al-Mujadala what, what was he talking about? al so, is the reason different? The reasons are different. The reason is? The reasons are different. One reason is killing, and the other reason is what? They have. But is the hukum both the same? Had the hukum both is the same, which is what? Tahriyuru freeing Free in the neck. They both have the same ruling. What you have to do in both situations is free your neck. So, here what do we have? The hukum is the same. But the suburb is? Can we do Hamlul Mutraqi al Muqayyad here? How you can. This one you can. You can do Hamlul Mutraqi ala al Which is, an al hukm wa al-sabab. if the suburb is the same, and the hukum is what? The hukum is different. The suburb here is the same. But the hukum is what? Different. And that's what happened in the what? The garment that we're talking about. What is the same? The sabab is the same and the hukum is what? The hukum is different. Each hukum is different. This hukum is talking about what? Allah will look at you. And the other one is talking about your legs are going to be in hellfire. Two different hukum. Then here the qaida is You're not allowed to say are you with me, brothers? لا يُحْمَلُ So what do you do? Each situation is talking about a situation unique to it. So what it means is that if you do it out of arrogance, Allah won't look at you. And if you don't do it out of arrogance, your legs are going to be in the hellfire. Does that make sense now? Each one is going to be taken separately. So if you wear your garment below your ankles out of arrogance, it's even worse. Not only are the, your legs are going to be in the hellfire, you're not going to get the privilege of seeing Allah Azza wa Jalla. Allah will Allah look at you subhanahu wa ta'ala it's an additional punishment does that make sense? but if you say no I'm not doing it out of arrogance which we will believe it, you're not doing it out of arrogance then you have the other punishment for you which is your legs are there. does that make sense for you brothers? it's important that that's understood uh, very well and other scholars like Sheikh Albani and others they took another approach which is that they said the garment being below the ankles itself is what? It's arrogance as well because the hadith of Tirmidhi that the Prophet said, Al Isbalu min al makhila. Having your garment below your ankles itself is arrogance. So Albani is saying, both of the sins are upon you. Just by having your garment below your ankles. So you're not gonna, gonna, your legs are gonna be punished the day of judgment, and so Allah will look at you the day of judgment. Are you with me, brothers? Then they will say to you, Abu Bakr. Are you with me, brothers? Abu Bakr, the Prophet sallallahu he walked in and the messenger he said, Ya Rasulullah, I don't do it out of arrogance. And the Prophet sallallahu said, Abu Bakr, you don't do it out of arrogance. How do you reconcile that with everything? The difference between that is, Abu Bakr was skinny number one. And he was always trying to make sure that the garment was above the ankles. And it kept going down. So after his efforts and hard work, it kept going low. And he pulled it up. And he went down again. And he pulled it up. Of course a person like that is ma'adur. A person like that is what? He's excused. He's trying his hardest. Are you with me, brothers? Like when you dressed up from your house and you walked out, and it was below the ankles. This is called al-qiyasum al-farik. What you're trying to look at and trying to use is what? It is not for you. Are we all together, brothers? Inshallah, Taala. Now the author is going to go into the concept of al-mukhasasul munfasil. Al Muhasis? Al Mufassil. We came back to Al Muqassisat. We did the Muttasil, and now we're going back to the Mufassil. How many types did we say the Mufassil is? What was the first one? Al Shar'a. Second one was? What is. So we're going to come to the Shar'a one in more details because that's what the, one the author is going to talk about, right? How many types was the Shar'a? Three. Al Kitabu. We're going to come to that Let's go to the his quickly What does the his mean? The senses They used the evidence for that which Allah says Allah says When Allah destroyed the people of Ad, Allah said that he destroyed the wind that came, what did it do? It destroyed? What did it do? It destroyed? Everything. Everything. But, when they looked with their eyes, they still saw the sky was standing. And the mountains were not destroyed. So the hiss restricted. Are you with me, brothers? The hiss restricted. That's, what, that's the evidence for the hiss. Are you with me, brothers? Number two is, al Logic restricts They said that Which is Allah created Allah created everything So can we say Allah created himself This is a logic absurdity That one makes himself Because he has to be Before he makes himself صحيح? Are we all together brothers? to dawran happens from here They said that This is not the case Does that make sense brothers? The akal doesn't accept that one that didn't exist create, to create, you have to first of all exist. So when Allah said Allah khaliqu kulli shay, they say the akal will take that out that Allah is not in the equation. Are we all together? These two, the reason I'm mentioning it you come across it in books of Usulul al-fiqh. Al-hissu wal-aql. Lakin the strongest view is this was never a was never even part of the discussion at all. And the is two types, amun and 'amun and amun This one was never intended in the first place for it to be taken out. Are you with me? Specification is when when something is inside something. Like in Kulli Shaykh, the Kul never had Allah in there in the first place. For you to take it out in the does that make sense? To Dhambiru kulla shayy inlay said Ibn Muhammad al-Amin al said that this was already specified in the ayah itself because what did Allah say? Bi-amri Bi-amri rabbiha. that it was destroying things when Allah told it to destroy Allah said destroy this destroy this and destroy this. so everything Allah commanded it did it destroy and the things that Allah didn't command it it didn't destroy does that make sense? and that seems to be correct because to say that logic can restrict the Quran ajeeb are we all together brothers? Does that make sense? So, this is a far fetched argument. Let's go back to the third one, which is the one that the author is going to speak about, which is a The shar'u is how many types? Three. What was the first one? Al Qur'anu. Can the Qur'an restrict the Qur'an? It can. of course, it can. Allah says in the Qur'an, the woman who is divorced. How long is she going to? How long is she going to uh, wait? Yeah, she, the woman who is divorced. How long is she going to wait? Three menstruations or three purifications. That's a khilaf, because the word the word quru, the word, in both ways you can say it it means haydh in some of the words in the Arabic language and it also means what? al it's a lafd which is mushtarak and it's the al-fad that the Arabs called al you know what al means? it has the two opposites in there at the same time like the word wara the word wara means front and it also means was the king in front of them or was he at the back? Allah used the word Waqana Are you with me, brothers? The word idha asa asas Asas means adbara or akbala. When the night comes or when the night leaves. Then, then it's words which are known as Tabad. Tabad means it has two opposites. Are we all together? But inshaAllah ta'ala, that which I. Request from each and every one of you to look into Muhammad Amin Shafiqi's Tafsir when it comes to al bi-anfusina bayan Let's come back. This ayah when it says the woman who is divorced, how long is she going to wait? These three cycles, whether it's hayd or tuhrin, but she needs to wait for three cycles. This is talking about the woman who has had intimacy with her husband and the one who hasn't. It encompasses both, does it not? It's general, it means both. Allah came Id al Nada Ayah and what did he say? Min kabli and iddatim Ta'atad duna. A woman who hasn't had intimate relationship with her husband, the minute he divorced her, she can go and get married the next day. Does that make sense? There's no idda that, that, that she has to. That she has to count. So the Quran restricted and the Quran specified the Quran. That's common. What about the Quran with the Sunnah? Allah wa Ta'ala told us in the Quran, He mentioned the women that were not allowed to marry. <laughs> Allah mentioned women, a lot of women, right? And then at the end, what did Allah <laughs> say? Anything other than those which were stated are permissible, are permissible for you. But if you look at the ayah, it didn't mention whether you're allowed to marry a woman's, your wife's uh, maternal and paternal aunties, not in the verse. So if you take the ayah, ma That would mean you could go marry a woman and her aunt, maternal and paternal auntie. Yeah? And can you? No. Why? Because the sunnah came and what did it do? It restricted it. What did it say? La A woman is not married with her maternal and paternal auntie. You can't. So the sunnah restricted that. You're not allowed to. The second type is the sunnah, right? The sunnah being restricted with the Qur'an. That's common. Allah says, (laughs) I was commanded to what? Fight the people. Here the people is meant by who? The disbelievers. Why? Because Allah says, "Hatta hatta la ilaha illallah. I was commanded to fight with the disbelievers. Until they say? Then this uh, hadith shows us that the disbelievers' only thing is to commit Islam or it's a fight. But then Allah Ta'ala what did he say? حَتَّى Now there's a second option as well. Which is that they pay? They pay tax. Are you with me, brothers? What do they do? If we just stuck with the hadith, which is un the hadith, which is am, general, it would mean what? The only thing that is, except Islam, or the sword. But here, it's what? It is jizya. They have to pay jizya. What about the sunnah specifying? The sunnah. This is common. A lot of it is, the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, any the rain the land it comes on, you have to give tenth out of it. Tenth. You divide it into ten and you give a part out of it. Whether it's little or a lot, it doesn't matter. This is Fil Khalil al kathir The sunnah came, what did it say? It restricted it, it said, Laysa Anything that reaches five awsuq you don't have to pay sadaqah from it. He gave a what? So if your land is something very small, and rain comes down on it, you have to break it into five, uh, ten, and then give something from sadaqah. The first hadith. But then the second hadith said no. If it's less than what? This amount, you don't have to pay from it. As it has to reach this amount. Are you with me brothers? That's... Um, the issue of qiyas. The issue of Qiyas, I mentioned it because you also touched onto, that, onto, onto the concept of Qiyas. And the truth of the matter is the Qiyas, it doesn't do taqsis itself. Because the Qiyas is originally taken from where? It's taken from the a delil. Because remember the Qiyas, it has to have an asal, right? To take it from. So the reality is that it goes back to the what? The Quran and the? It goes back to the Quran and the sunnah. So there's no really... Uh, qiyas that you do From uh, takhsis of a Qiyas But the reality It only comes back to The Kitab and the Sunnah Is where the Qiyas came from In the beginning And then it, You're using the Quran and the Sunnah again To do the takhsis Which is what we mentioned now. Yeah.
1: والمجمل مفتقر الى البيان والبيان يخرج الشيء من حيز الاشكال الى حيز التجلي والنص ما لا يحتمل الا معنى واحدا وقيد ما تاويله تنزيله وهو مشتق من العروس وهو الكرسي والظاهر محتمل امرين احدهما اظهر من الاخر ويؤول الظاهر بالدليل ويسمى الظاهر بالدليل
0: هي the Arabic the Quran is Arabic language, right? The left in the Quran in terms of its dalala, how the indication. And remember we said, remember we broke it into that? It's two types. How many types is it? The Quran and the Sunnah, when we look at it in terms of how clear it is or not, It's how many types? It's what? Two types. The first one is How many meanings does it give you? It only gives you one meaning. What does it give you? Only one meaning. This is called nafs. What is this called? It calls it here, it calls it decisive text, right? What is it? It only gives one meaning, no other meaning. Allah says in the Quran, for example, ahad. Is there any other meaning you can take from it? is there any other meaning that you can take from that that's a nas nas means it's crystal clear it cannot take any other meaning that's the first type the second type is (laughs) the second type is it can take more than more than one meaning Uh, two meaning or more two meaning or two meaning or more Pay attention here. Under this one comes. Are you with me, brothers? So it can take two meanings, or if all of those meanings you can't do, you can't strengthen one over the other. So it has five meanings, and you cannot strengthen one over the other. This is called mujmal. Are you with me? How many times did I divide the uh, the al in the Qur'an and the Sunnah? Min haytuh dalāla min in terms of indication and clarification two types, right? The first one is the first one is that which only shows one meaning and which is that one? And the second one is that which shows you two or more meaning. Okay, A if all of those meanings are in front of you you can't strengthen one over the other All of them I don't know, I'm confused which one is it? If that is the case, then this is called mujmal. What is it called? Mujmal, meaning you can't move forward. You don't know what to do here. You're in a situation. What is it? Okay. This is called what? Mujmal. وَإِنْ كَانَ أَحَدُهُمَا If one of those meanings is more clearer than the other one, then this is called al are you with me? What is it called? So all those meanings, one seems to be, one means seems to be more apparent to you. What is this called? Al What about the part that's not apparent, which is the marjuh? The part that is what? That is not apparent. What is that called? Al mu'awwal. a ta'wil. It's called what? Al mu'awwal or? Ta'wil, okay? Are we all together now? This is what he's, the author is now going to mention. This is what the author, this is now what he's going to mention to us. <coughs> the question here is, why is um, a mujmal, why is there this ambiguous t- text, because remember the first, what was the first type? Um, the first type is. Anas, we're going to come to Anas. Don't worry, but let's go for Mujmal. Let's go to, according to the order of the text. The Anas, the, the, te- the Mujmal. Why is there Mujmal in the Quran? Shouldn't the Quran actually be, be clear? There are reasons why. Number one. About the reasons that bring about Mujmal, or that make it Mujmal. The first one is Adamu Ma'rifati Murad. We don't understand the, the intent behind it. The intent is not understood. Why is the intent not understood? Because this word has many meanings are pulling it. All which are fair, it's all simultaneously the same. Are we all together? Where Allah says, Who has the Is it the husband or is it the, father's, the girl's father? Because both of them have this meaning in there. They will both have the marriage hand in the hand. The husband has it when? After the marriage. And the father has it when? So which one is it talking about? عُقْدَةُ النكاح became a Kalima مُجْمَلًا Scholars are, it became the because it can mean the Zouj and it can be the Waleed. Another one is the word I mentioned before, Qur'i. Qur'u is a مجمل. You don't know what. To, because it can take haydh and it can take simultaneously in the ayah. Number two is. The reason why it's ambiguous is because Adamu ma'rifati sifa. We don't know the characteristics of it. We understand what the word means. But we don't know the characteristics and the how. How do we do it? This is Aqimus salah, Establish the prayer. We know what salah means. But we don't know how to do it. So the ayah by itself is mujmal. It's, it's ambiguous, unclear. Until the hadith came of the Prophet ﷺ and he prayed for us. It was ambiguous. Okay. The second one is عَدَمُ مَعْرِفَةِ miqdar The amount is not known. The ambiguity is because of the is the amount. And this is for example waatu waatu zakata. Give the zakat. Now I want you to remember there is no textual evidence that's mujmal that remains mujmal. Impossible. Because the Prophet says Taraktukum al Mahajati. So the Prophet, what did he leave us upon? He left us upon clarity. What is the opposite of mujmal? Mubayyan. Mubayan is what clarifies it. So when wa salah came, what clarified it? The sunnah of the messenger عليه, عليه, الصلاة, عليه الصلاة والسلام. One is, is what only has what." It has only what? It only has. It only has one meaning, meaning there's no other meaning that you can take from it. like when Allah said, Muhammadun Muhammadun, Rasulullah. Is there any other meaning you can take from that? No. And the other examples that I gave. The other one which is Mu'awwal ama ta'wil. Ta'wil is what? Ta'wil, the dahir means what? 70% and what? 30%. The 70% is dahir, and the 30% is what? It's the mu'awwalat or the ta'wil. It is So, for you to take the tawil, what do you need to bring? You're going to push 70% away, or 80% you want to dismiss it. With 30 or 20%, or even 40%, what do you need to bring? You need to be qareena. What do you need to bring? To dismiss the zahir. Because, brothers, I ask you a question. If a person talks to you, what do you. You look at the apparent from the speech. You don't say, hmm, let me look at the ta'weel. You know, does anyone do that? You look at the zahir of the kalâm. When Allah said, Waja'a Rabbuka, your Lord comes. The zahir is Allah comes. That's the zahir. Dihni. That's what comes to the mind first. Allah comes down. These people they don't like it. So what did they do? They said, "Wajā'amru amru rabbika. The command of your Lord comes. They don't want Allah coming down, Subhanahu wa taala. They, wanna, they don't want to accept it. So here is, Waja'a amru rabbika. Where's the qur'an for that? We're not going to accept that. Are you with me brothers? It's what we mentioned last time. I saw a what? The ظاهر is what? حيوان مفترس. حيوان Like in there is a 30% that it could be what? A brave person. There is a percentage in there that could be a what? رجل شجاع. in that 30% or whatever percentage it is, it requires a what? As a it requires me to add something in the context by saying what? يَخْطُوبُ or يتكلموا. and you, re- you already know it's not a it's no longer a lion. It's no longer a lion. <laughs> nah.
1: نعم. جعل صاحب الشريعة لا يخلو إما أن يكون على وجه القربة والطاعة أو غير ذلك فإن دل دليل على الاختصاص به يحمل على الاختصاص فلم يدل على لا يخصص به لأن الله تعالى يقول لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسن فيحمل على الوجوب عند بعض أصحابنا ومن أصحابنا من قال يحمل على الندب ومنهم من قال يتوقف عنه فإن كان على وجه غير القربة والطاعة فيحمل على الإباحة في حقه وحقنا في في the author من في به now he goes into uh, The prophet's what? Why is he talking about it? Because
0: what is the, what is the religion uh, the sunnah of the Prophet what is it built upon? قول or fi'il? We spoke about قول, right? All of this was قول. عام, خاص, مطلق, مقيد, مجمل, مبين. All of these are قوال. We haven't spoken about the Prophet's af'al. The Prophet's actions. And the later is going to bring the تقريق. The, the consent that are done in the Prophet عليه والسلام, he, in front of him. He's going to bring that and we're going to speak about it now. The Prophet Sallallahu his actions are what? In two ways. The way he did his actions is in two ways, as the author mentioned. The first one, مَا كَانَ مَفْعُولًا عَلَىٰ غَيْرِ الْقُرُّبَةِ That which the messenger did, and he wasn't doing it to get closer to Allah, wa ta'ala. He wasn't trying to get closer to Allah by it. And he wasn't doing it out of obedience. Are we all together? The first one is, ما كان مفعولاً على غير وجه القربة والطاعة. It wasn't done in a way to get closer to, who? to Allah عز وجل. And it wasn't act, it wasn't done out of obedience. The second one is ما كان مفعولاً على وجه القربة والطاعة. That which was done in what? To get closer to Allah and to be obedient to Allah عز, Allah عز وجل. Let's look at the first one, which is الفعل النبوي. مِنْ قَصْدِ الْقُرْبَةِ وَالْطَاعَةِ The actions that the Prophet did, and he wasn't trying to get closer to Allah by it, and he wasn't trying to obey Allah in it, is two types. How many types is it? The actions that the Prophet did to not get close to Allah, and he wasn't doing it to obey Allah, okay, there are two types. The first one is, Al-fi'lul jibillee Al-fi'lul 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 jibillee al is ma ghurisa fee that which is naturally your 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 natural doing like the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam he's eating he's a human being so he's gonna eat that's a natural thing he sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to drink it's a natural thing also he used to Sleep. That's a natural thing. It's a human thing. These are afal jibilliyah. Af'aal which are called, af'aal jibilliyah. The asal of these actions are what? Al-ibaha. It's mubaha. Everybody does this. It, it's normal. Number two is af'aal ul-adat. Second type of actions that the Prophet was doing, he wasn't trying to get closer to Allah, and he wasn't doing out of obedience is Afaalul ul-adat. The customs of his people. The Prophet is what? The Messenger was from a people, right? And he used to do some things in accordance to them. Like for example, when the, dabb, the lizard was brought. And it was served. And the companions, they got ready to eat. And the Prophet looked and he pushed it away, he didn't eat it. And the companions, because when the Prophet leaves something, they think it's haram. So they said, A haram here. Is it haram or messenger of Allah? And then he said, My people, we don't eat this. Hadid you Woody know just said, Is that is that it? He took it and he ate it. And they said, Until the juices of it was coming from the sides of his mouth. But why did the Prophet push it away? Huh? He's Ada, his people. Are we all together? وَالْعُرْفُ مَعْمُولٌ بِهِ we spoke about that. These two types, which is Af'al Jibili and Af'al al these two types, the messenger didn't do it to get closer to Allah by it. And he also, are we all together? And he also wasn't doing it out of obedience. What's the ruling regarding this one? Can I follow the messenger in it or not? I want to walk like him. He was naturally just walking like that. But I want to... St- uh, yeah? Is it permissible? Or is it not? What do you think? The messenger, this was his natural state. This is who he was. I want to walk like him. One of the things that the prophet used to do was whenever he would speak to somebody, he never ever spoke to a person from the, from the... Like he would never look at them from the side. He would turn fully and look at the person, give his full body attention. This is his natural way. If he was shocked with something, he would do this. He would, ch- he would turn his hands over. Can I copy him in this and imitate him in this? Does it, un- does it fall under the statement of Allah? Does it or does it not? Because when you follow the messenger, are you only following him with the, in, the act or do you also have to follow him in the intention? But your intention is to get closer to Allah by following the messenger in it. And he wasn't doing that for that sake. He was doing it for another reason. Okay, you guys research this inshallah. I'll leave you there. Go out of your way and find out. Okay, brothers. <laughs> So, mm. so some of the is following the Prophet and things like that. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, where's the Fasid? Where do you draw the line? Tatab'u Atari al Like Umar when you saw a group of people you know they came to this tree because the Prophet came here and he used to go there and he cut the tree. But they were following his actions. Uh, where do you draw the line? Are you with me brothers? We research. Don't get spoon-fed everything, huh? The second type is مَا كَانَ مَفْعُونَ على وجه That which he did to do what? He was clo- he was doing it out of obedience, and he was also doing it out of what? This is two types. مَا دلّ الدليل على Evidence is the first one is that which evidence has shown that it was specific to him. مَا دلّ الدليل. Alahtusasid. The evidence has shown that it's what it's specific to him. Salawatullahi, Salawatullahi wa salamu alaihi. And this is the one that you read in books Al-Khasa alhasais nabawiyyah, sah alhasais nabawiyyah. Things that were what that were permissible for him. Allah said to the Prophet, "Inna ahlalna laka, Inna ya yuhan nabiu, Inna ahlalna laka Inna ahlalna Inna We permitted for you, your wives. How many wives was he permitted? How many? Nine. Oh, the Prophet ﷺ, some scholars they mentioned, it wasn't only nine, he was allowed more than that. Are you with me brothers? He wasn't restricted, Ali الصلاة wasalam The Prophet ﷺ also, what could he do? He can marry himself a woman. He didn't need the permission of a willie this is specific to you over the believers. Which is the woman can come and say, I want to marry you. He can marry her. Why? Because he's the wali of the all. And the Prophet has what? He's closer to everybody than themselves. Forget your parents than anyone else. But look what Allah said after that: خالصة لله من دون المؤمنين. But in the men, what is permissible for them other than the Prophet How many wives? So, one came to the ayah and he looked at it. He said: Two. Allah says: five. ورباعة. four. How many wives am I allowed? Is that is that is that correct? He looked at the ayah and he said Allah permitted for you two and then after that what? Three and then what? Four Some of the mufassirin I think it was Imam Al-Alusiyu he said something very beneficial he said when the ayah started who did Allah mention first? How many wives did he start with? Two why not one? He said Allah put them at the back the ones who are married to one wife where did he put them? I hope this doesn't get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, brothers. Allah put the one who's married to one. Where did he put it? He put it under the one who's scared. <laughs> if you're scared, you're at the end. The best line in the Salah. Which one is the best? <laughs> the front. So where was the the two that were mentioned? They were front two three, four, and then one was mentioned right at the ending. Ah. I hope the question is not, is, not, it's got, this is not going to get me in trouble here. Yeah. The, 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 the scholar who mentioned it. Alibabul alusi al-alusiyu uh, Just a joke that Sheikh Sulaiman al Rahidi told us when he came here. He told us, eh? Hey? Shah, he told us when he was talking about ta'addud. polygamy, because he had a daughter on marriage. Sheikh Suleiman al in UAE, uh, two, three months ago, there was a Sheikh in which a question was put to him Sheikh, uh, marrying multiple wives, is it better or is it better to marry one and be a muwahid upon Tawheed? <laughs> so, the Sheikh, his wife was in the women's department, his wife was in the women's section. But Alhamdulillah, there was no camera, so it was only—it was only a recording. So no one could see. No one could see. His wife can't see him on the other side. So he said to the people, he wants to talk to them, and he said to them, "Make sure you fulfill the virtuous actions, and make sure that you do the best of the actions that are required upon you." Because his wife can't see this, she's in the women's section. So he just stuck his fingers in the air. <laughs> so the prophet's actions are divided into those two. Ma kana that which was done ala ridu which al-qurbati taah and the second one is ma kana ma fa'uun ala which al wa taah We broke those into those types. The second one is left. Sorry, sah. Ma lam yadul al-dalila al bihi that which there's no evidence to show that it's what? that it's specific to him sallallahu alayhi wa there's no evidence to show that that it's specific to him do we do, we, do we do it? yes we do do it to get closer to Allah by it because we were commanded to follow him then the author concluded this chapter with three things but, now before I go into that this one which is that which the evidence hasn't shown that is specific to the Prophet are you with me brothers? pay attention brothers is it wajib? is it mandub? is it mubah? which one is it? we know we have to follow the Prophet in it but what does it benefit us? am I making sense here? The author divided, he bought three views. The author, how many views did he bring? Three. What's the first one? That it's obligatory. The Prophet does it to get closer to Allah by it. He's doing alone its what? It shows obligation. That's one view. The second one is that it's recommended. Are you with me? And the third one is. And you tawakaf amin, we withhold from it. We don't know. We don't know which one it is. The strongest of them is that it's recommended. The Prophet's actions alone just show recommendation. It doesn't show obligation. Are you with me brothers? It shows what? Recommendation. But the view that says, and you is very weak. How are you going to hold back? The Prophet did it. And is also there. So that's a very weak opinion. The author, Rahimahullah, he concluded the chapter with three points. The first one is the concept of. Taqreer. The concept of a Taqreer What does taqreer mean? It means consent What does a consent mean? It means It's, in a, it's a form of an approval Because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Nothing would be done in, the, in his presence Except that it, was, it is what? If it was wrong He would reject it Are we all together brothers? He would right? He would reject it, alayhi salatu wasalam Here the question arises, and the scholars differed. Number one, the first difference they had is, does this even encompass the disbelievers? That anything that he consented to the disbelievers, that's also a consent for the believers? Like if he saw the disbelievers do something, and he was silent about it, does that mean that Muslims can do it? That's one issue. The strongest in that issue is, na'am. If the Prophet was silent even about the disbelievers, because he didn't used to be silent about the disbelievers. No evil would he ever be silent about, alayhi salatu wasalam. Number two. So it the believer and the disbelievers. The second thing is, the taqreer. Does it matter where it's being done? Like, that which is done in his presence, and that which is done somewhere else. Do they both take consent? Are we all together? The strongest opinion is that both of them do. The reason is because the one that the Prophet didn't know of, who knew about it? And Allah will inform the Messenger والسلام, that that was taking place at your time, and the Messenger وسلم, would explain and show that it is not permissible. Are we all together, brothers? The author here now mentions two, three issues he concludes with after the book. Number one is. The statement where he says... The, وَقِرَارُ صَاحِبُ الشريعة عَلَى الْقَوْلِ مِنْ أحد هو قول صاحب الشريعة. The first thing that he concluded with three things. Number one, he concludes the chapter with three things. Number one, the consent given by the lawgiver... To a statement issued by anyone, is itself a statement from the lawgiver. Meaning, the Messenger, here we shouldn't say lawgiver, but we should say, the consent given by the Messenger, if he consents to something, it is like he himself has said, do it. It takes the same ruling. The consent given by the Prophet, to a statement, Issued by anyone is itself a statement of the Messenger. It's the same. It's like he said it instead of this person. The second one is the second thing he concluded with is the consent approval, I mean the consent of an action is his action. If he consents to an action that is done in front of him, it's also a what? It's like an action he did. So if he consents to a speech. It's like a speech, he said it. The second one is, if he consents to an action, it's like he did the action. And the third thing that he concluded with is, the third thing which he concluded with is, مَا <laughs> If it were done in his presence, here in his, Fi in his presence, is not the right definition. It means in his era at the time of the messenger. So that, that which he knew, that was in front of him and that which was out behind him, both of them are in there. Now, huh? So anything that was done at his, at his era, وسلم, the ruling of it is, is considered to be a consent. That's considered to be it's considered to be a consent
1: as long as it's done at the time of the messenger. ayy hey, fatallah yeah, ويجوز نسخ وبقاء الحكم ونسخ الحكم وبقاء والنسخ الى بدل غير بدل والى هو هو اخف ويجوز نسخ الكتاب بالكتاب ونسخ بالكتاب ونسخ ويجوز نسخ المتواتر بالمتواتر منهما الاحاد وبالمتواتر المتواتر
0: The author now goes into a naskh Naskh in the Arabic language it means two meanings The first one is al izalah and the second one is الناقل. How many meanings does a have? Two. The first one is والإزالة, to uplift something, to remove something. Huh? And that's the one Allah used in the ayah. The second type is الناقل. الناقل is to transfer something from another place to another place. Are you with me, brothers? Allah says in the ayah, Inna كُنَّا مَا كُنتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ here means what? We were transferring your actions into a book. We were writing it down. We were documenting it. Does that make sense? So the word naskh it has those two meanings in, in it. Okay. What does نَسْخ mean? The best definition is not the one the author gave. It's this definition, inshaAllah ta'ala. It is, رَفْعُ الْخِطَابَ الشَّرْعِي It's uplifting. So which meaning have we chosen from the language? How many meaning do we say in the language there is? The first one was, وَالْإِزَالَةِ And the second one was what? النقل. النقل. which meaning did they choose from the two? the first one which it means to uplift خطاب the addressing of the sharia the addressing of the sharia it's uplifting it or it's lifting its ruling or both of them so what is it it's uplifting what رفع الخطاب الشرعي it's uplifting the khitab al why, why do we say khitab al-shari'i? Meaning the wedding. The wedding's been lifted. We're going to see later, inshaAllah, the types. And the second one is what? What's the second type? I'm a, the second point in the definition. second point in the definition is what? The ruling has been uplifted. The wedding's still there, but the ruling's been lifted. The third one is both of them. That's point number three. Four is, And it's being taken with What? A new, a new ruling is taking its place, that came after it. Those are the four points when you're looking at the definition of what. So it is رفع الخطاب الشرعي. Four points that you need to look at. The first one is the removing of the خطاب الشرعي, the, the lifting and the up and, the, and taking up, and yeah, the what the addressing of the sharia, I mean the wording. Number two is its ruling. أو حكمه به أو حكمه the ruling and the third one is both of them huma معن both of them are being taken. the fourth one is بخطاب شرعي with a new legislation a new uh, commandment it's taking its place that came after it مترأخين meaning came after it okay. Are we all together? So how many things did I mention? I mentioned four things. What was the first one? <coughs> so this, the sharia, the wording is being lifted. The second one is what? The ruling is missing. The third one is what? Both of them have been lifted. Four is what? A new ruling is coming after it. Okay, the author here mentioned the types of نسخ. How many types of نسخ are there? Three types. The author mentioned three types of نسخ. أقسام النسخ three ways of looking at naskh. The first one is أقسام النسخ مُتَعَلَّقِهِ We're looking at the naskh in terms of what it connects to. Are we all together? In terms of what it... In terms of what it connects to and this is three types. In terms of what is connected to, or what is attached to, or what is associated with. And this is how many? It's three types. The first one is Nashur Rasmi Wabakaul Hukmi. The wording is uplifting and the ruling remains. What's lifted? The wording is removed, but the ruling remains. This is, for example, the ayah Rajmi, the stoning. If a man commits zina after what? Marriage. What is done to him? He's stoned to death, right? Where's the ayah in the Quran? The ruling is implemented, but where's the wording? The that was used to be what? The Shaykh wa the Shaykhah, if Zay, if Zayna, forgive him, the Betta, Nakala from Allah. Allah Alim and Hakim, Allah Aziz and Hakim. Something like that. That was an ayah. That was a what? The Shaykh wa the Shaykhah, if Zayna, forgive him, the Betta, Nakala from Allah. That used to be an ayah. They used to recite it in the Quran. What happened to the ayah? The wording got taken, but looking like at the ruling still remains. Are you Umar, look what he said. One of the things Allah sent on us is an ayat, ayat al-Rajmi. We read it, we understood it. We pondered, we contemplated on it. The Prophet stoned, and we also stoned after him. Umar was scared that people might think because the wording went, the meaning, the ruling went with it. Are we all together, brothers? The second one is. First, before we go into the next one, what's the question here is, um, why would the abrogation come for? What's the hikmah in this issue? mean, what's the hikmah in this issue? The wisdom behind it. Number one, there are many, we're just going to mention one, and that is what? That the person realizes, and he comes to know what that Allah Taala is going to protect his religion in the way He wishes. <speaking in Hebrew> he took the wording, but He still knows the meaning is going to be protected. So it shows you how powerful the ayah is. We said that in the Quran we're going to. Well, we're going to protect it. Are we all together? The second type of naskh is nasqhul hukmi wa baqa'ul rasmi When I say the second type, I'm talking about the first type. Remember the first type, how many did we divide it into? In terms of what it's connected to? Yeah? How many? Three. I'm on the second one now. Which is nasqhul hukmi, uplifting the ruling and the wording is left. Sah? What is left? The wording is recited but the meaning is not implemented anymore. It's not a ruling. And the example for this is This ayah How many is each person meant to fight in the battlefield? Ten. Each individual in the battlefield, they were not allowed to run away. If ten people came to them, they had to stay. <laughs> You're not allowed to run. Stand still and fight. Hold your ground for those ten men. And then Allah t- Taala said to the companions, Al Ama Al-Ana Right now Allah has seen in you that it's ruling is hard on you. Just two hundred men. Each how many person Two. a hundred people, Yagalibu. if you are each man has to fight how many now two from ten it became what two people they have to what they have to fight so this ruling got what so that part of the ayah the first part, what happened to it? The wording is there, but the meaning is no longer going to be implemented. We're going to read it, but it's not implemented. What's the wisdom in that one? The scholars they say because Allah wants to give us the reward of reciting those letters. Those are ajr. Is it not ajr? Are we all together, brothers? So you get the reward and the tawab of reciting the verse. Second thing is Allah wants to show you how merciful I was I am. That I made a hard ruling and I made it easy for the for the believers. The third type is both of them are uplifted. Al Hukmu al-Rasmu. The ruling is taken, and the Rasm is taken. Are we all together? The third one is Rasmi wal hukmu ma'an. The wording and the meaning both go. What happens? Both of them go and the evidence for this one is Wa Aisha anha. she said it's Muslim al al At the time of the Prophet, the breastfeeding was how many? For it to be haram that this person is, is your child, I mean this person, if you want to breastfeed, a child that's not yours. How many how much was the condition? Huh? Ten. Aish said it was a verse in the Quran that used to be read. used to be read. But then it got reduced to what? It got reduced to five. The Messenger died and it was that. Where is those wordings? Are we all together? Where is the abrogation? Where is it gone? The wording is gone and the ruling is gone for the ten. Are you with me brothers? So the ten... The wording and the ruling, where is it gone? It got taken up. The second type of an-nasq, the second type of an-nasq is ilayhi. It's in terms of that which the naskh is being done to. In terms of what is going to be done to. In terms of what is going to be done. It is aqsamu ilayhi. And this is two types. How many types? Two types. Mansukhin ila badalin. And the second one is Mansukhin ila ghairi badalin. When this gets abrogated, it gets abrogated to something new. That's the first type. What is it? Abrogation with an alternative, with an, a, a new ruling. So the abrogation here happened with a what? With a new ruling. And the second one is, abrogation happened and no new ruling came. No. No new ruling. No new ruling came. The one that the new ruling came, we've seen that. I've given you many examples for that. I don't need to prove that. I just need to show you the one that has no new ruling. Allah Ta'ala He said, ya This was abrogated. That whenever the companions would want to come to the Prophet ﷺ and they want to speak to him and ask him and consult him in an issue, Allah said, bring forward sadaqah, bring something before you open the discussion with the Messenger. This got abrogated. This was what? It was abrogated. Are you with me, believers, uh, brothers? When it got abrogated, it got nothing in its place was brought. Nothing new was told that the believers need, now need to do. Are you with me, brothers? They weren't told, this is changed, do this. Nothing was said. Only this was abrogated, khalas. So this they called it, ila ghayri badalin. Without any, There's no bedal, there's nothing in return that was put in place for there. The third type... Okay, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. I mentioned the second type, right? How many did I divide the second type into? What was the first one? And the second one was what? Does that make sense? Are we all together? The بدل, So how many was it, what was it? Say it again. One that has a new ruling and the one that doesn't. The one that has a new ruling is two types. The one that has ila bedelin. the one that has a new, the one that has new ruling is how many types? The first one is aglab. What is it? What is it? meaning the ruling that it got exchanged with is harder it was made even harder and the second one is it got made easier the ruling made that came after it was made easier for example for the one that was made harder is statement لكم. لكم this ayah shows that the believers had the choice of whether they wanted to fast or not do you want to give fidya give fidya do you want to fast fast they had choice if they wanted to fast ramadan and then ayah came which is فمن Shahida بكم شارة the ruling got harder for them, right? Mm-hmm. The second one is, are we all together? The Zahiriyah, the Abu da- Ibn Hazm and others, Ibn Hazm, in his Mahalla, he goes, it's impossible, Allah is going to make something soft and then harder. That goes against, in the, he uh, goes, in the ma'al usri, Yusra. It goes against the ease that Allah promised, you read bikumul Yusra. It goes against that, which is, you read Allahu. And you He argues, he argues that. Are we all together? Are you there, brothers? The scholars, Shaykh al Islam and and others, they responded, and Ibn al Qayyim and his and they said the new ruling itself is not hard because the, the time and the context has made it easier. But it would have been harder at the time before that because there were other things that were not in place. Yes? No? Do you get it? They said, Ibn Hazm, even that the ruling is harder now. But it's not hard because it's what? Give an example. A newborn baby, is it eating a burger, is it hard for him? Sahih? Because at this moment in his life, it's something hard for him. To be taken away from his what? SMA golden. He's huh? powder. Are you with me brothers? to take him away from that and to give him this is, is hard for him he cannot take it he could probably kill him but then when he becomes old what, what, what does it become? it becomes an easy thing for him because of the external factors that are supporting him his body and everything is in line with it صح? al Islam he said it's the same رحمه does that make sense now? so he said even though it's become harder but the person has grown already and has, is able to take it now it's not a problem it is not a it is not a problem for them. Okay. And the one which is easier, right? The easier one is the one I gave you. In yakumikum ashiruna sabiruna yaglibu miatin, which was then taken with. From in yakumikum miatun sabiru sabiratun yaglibu miatin. Oh, I missed. What did I say the second one was? Two types. No, the badal, the badal. So a new ruling. What did I say? How many types was it? Aglada Harder. akhaf Easier, right? This is the third one I forgot. Yeah? The same. Musawin. Both of them now become the same. Which is like, فَوَلِّ وَجْهَكَ شَطْرًا الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ وَحَيْثُ وَحَيْثُ مَا كُنْتُمْ فَوَلُّ It's the same. Baytul Makhdis and Makkah is the same in terms of the the facing here and facing there. Is it not the same? So so it's the ruling, it never got harder, nor did it get easier. It's just the same. It's just the same. The last type of categorization is the last type is in terms of its essence jinsihi in terms of its what and how many types is this one it's two types how many types is it two types the first one is نَاسِقٌ مِنَ kitabi abrogation from the quran and the second one is nasikhun min sunnah abrogation from the abrogation from the sunnah that's the two types so we're looking at is what? In terms of its essence. And how many types is that one? Two. What is the first one? نَاسِخٌ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ Meaning from the Qur'an. And the Qur'an can be abrogated with the Qur'an and the Qur'an can be abrogated with the... It can be. Did I give example of the Qur'an abrogating the Qur'an? I have. I've given you enough, inshaAllah. What about the... Qur'an being abrogated with the sunnah? I gave you an example of the sunnah, right, as well. I gave you the sunnah. Can the sunnah abrogate, sorry, can the Qur'an abrogate the sunnah? And the Qur'an abrogate the sunnah? There's two views. The first view is Imam al-Shafi'i and others, they don't believe that. The reason why they don't believe that is because the sunnah actually came for what reason? The whole purpose of the sunnah is to actually clarify what's in the Qur'an. So how can then the Qur'an come back to the sunnah and what? It, and, and abrogate it. And there's a group of scholars who believe that it can be abrogate, it can abrogate it. It can. It can abrogate it. It can what? And that which that's what seems correct, it can abrogate it. That it can? The Quran can abrogate that? It can abrogate the sunnah. Example is called Siam Ila wa antum alimallahu kuntum In this ayah Allah says, your wives are permissible for you what? Layla the night of fasting. So Ramadan, when fajr, Maghrib starts into fajr, you can do what you want with your, family, your wife. Hunna the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, it prohibited the Hadith ibn Abbas, what did it say? كان الناس على أهدي رسول الله, the people at the time of the messenger والسلام, إذا Sallul when they prayed atama meaning Isha. Isha was called Atama. what was made haram from them? to eat and to drink and to have in relation with their wives it was prohibited from them Wasamu, and they would fast إِلَى الْقَابِلَةِ the next day. Are we all together? That's what the sunnah was. Does that make sense, brothers? So after Isha, you're not allowed to. There was even a ruling which was if you slept. If you slept and you woke up, you're fasting. You missed out. All of that got abrogated. The Qur'an came. What did it say? The night of fasting, your wives are permitted for you. Like in Imam Shafi'i, he argues greatly that even this example is not good. That's why I thought it wasn't, it could be argued, an example could be responded back to. Like in, just to show you that there's no problem for it to abrogate it aslam. Because they all come from who? Allah Azza wa Both of them, the Quran and the Sunnah, are from who? The Prophet doesn't legislate. He's not a legislator. Who's the legislator? Allah Azza wa Jalla. The last categorization of the second type of. um, Does everybody know when I say second type? Second type of the third type. The third type. The second type is in terms of its what? In terms of the the, the, the strength of its indication, the strength of its indication. And this is mutawatir and ahad. This is like mutawatir and ahad. We know what mutawatir means, and we know what ahad. And we know what ahad. And we know what ahad means. The scholars, they agree. The scholars agree that a mutawatir abrogating a ahad. So let's first of all go through this. Can we do abrogation of a so we say mutawatir from the kitab or the sunnah with another mutawatir? Can we? This is the scholars they they say it's permissible. Abu Ma'ali joining. Again, one more time. The mutawatir from the Quran and the Sunnah being abrogated with another mutawatir from the Quran and the Sunnah. Are we all together? This is what is permissible. And this happens in two ways. How many ways is this happening? It happens in two ways. The Quran is the mutawatir. The Qur'an is what? Mutawatir. So we don't have to keep saying the Qur'an is is mutawatir. Can a sunnah which is mutawatir, a sunnah which is mutawatir, can it abrogate the Qur'an? Yes. The evidence for that one is, is the statement of Allah. Allah says that we do not abrogate a verse. Except we come with something better than it. is the sunnah not better? Can sunnah not be something higher? Is the sunnah not something higher? Of course I is something higher. So they took that ayah. Are you with me brothers? What about the second type is Nashu Sunnatil mutawatirah Abrogating a sunnah which is mutawatir with a sunnah which is Mutawatir. And this one, also it's, it's, it is no problem. It is allowed. The second type is um, Ahad. Can a Ahad abrogate Ahad? An Ahad abrogate an Ahad? Yes, it's permissible. And that's also agreed upon. Because in terms of strength, they're the same. Lakin. can a ahad abrogate a mutawatir? Because the mutawatir is what? It's stronger. Are you with me, brothers? And that's where the author, he doesn't accept that. He says here, وَلَا يَجُوزُ نَسْخُ الْكِتَابِ بِالسُنَّةِ ولا المتواتر بالآحاد. Uh, You can't do it. So if a hadith is, ahad. You can't abrogate an ayah. Because the ayah is mutawatir. Lakin that is weak. Why? Because the issue that we're looking at is we're not looking at the turuq wa ilayna. How the text reaches us. We're looking at the ruling. Is the ruling min indi Allah? ta'ala? Yes. Is this from Allah azza wa Can the ruling of Allah have strength? We can't give power to Allah's hukum. If you believe the hadith from Allah and the mutawatir is from Allah and the ruling are both from Allah. A ruling from Allah can abrogate another ruling of Allah. Are we all together? The way it reached us, and it not—it doesn't matter. So it is permissible. Now, we finish now the mutawatir. That's all the author said. Rahimahullah Taala.
1: ta'arud, fala imma. ان يكون عامين او خاصين او احدهما عاما والاخر خاصا وكل واحد منهما عاما من وجه وخاصا من وجه فان كان عامين فان امكن الجمع بينهما جمع ولم يكن ولم يمكن الجمع بينهما يتوقف فيهما الا لم يعلم التاريخ فان علم التاريخ ينسخ المتقدم بالمتاخر وكذا ان كان خاصين وان كان احدهما عاما والاخر خاصا فيخصص العام بالخاص وان كان احدهما عاما من وجه وخاصا من وجه فيخصص عموم كل واحد منهما بخصوص أما الإجماع فهو اتفاق علماء العصر على حكم الحادثة. ونعني بالعلماء الفقهاء، ونعني
0: كان عاما من من وجه، كل واحد بخصوص فصل في Now we're going to go into a What's taaru, brothers? That which seems to be. That which seems to be contradicting, right? We're now going to go into that Which seems to be contradicting Apparent contradiction It's not really a contradiction It seems like it Okay The ta'arud The contradictions are four types How many types? Four types Ah. The first one is First of all Let's define what ta'arud means Before we go in What does ta'arud mean? Ta'arud means number one, taqabul, two opposition. Number one is what? It's opposition. That's number one. Taqabul. Dalilayni, two evidences. So it's not a scholar's opinion and a delil. No, it's two evidences. Okay. Number three. So what's the first point? Two evidences that can't be reconciled. Number three, that can't be reconciled. Number four, according to the observation of the mujtahid. So all in accordance to the Mahallu Mahallu Natalin Mujtah. It's all in accordance to the observation of the mujtahid. Because in reality the delil does not oppose one another. Allah says Subhanahu wa Ta'ala The opposition, where is it coming from? Yeah, according to the mujtahid, he's looking at it, it seems to him that it's contradicting, but not reality. Okay, the contradictions are four types. Number one, both texts are general. Both texts are what? Ameni, they're both general. The second one is, both texts are what? Khasaini, Specific. The first one is, both texts are what? General. The second one, both texts are what? Specific. The third one is, one evidence is specific, and another evidence is what? General. So it's one general, one specific. And the fourth one is, one evidence is specific and general at the same time. And another evidence is specific and general at the same time. So it's two evidences. Both of them have umum and khusus umum and khusus in them. Does that <laughs> When I give an example you will understand. Inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala. Let's look at the first one. Both of the texts are what? General. Both of the texts are what? are general. If both of the texts are general, there's steps that need to be taken to get rid of the, the contradiction. Number one, try to bring them together. How do we do that? We take each one as an independent situation. This is for this situation, and this is for this situation. That's what we say. And that we don't say, both of them are talking about the same thing. We say, this one's talking about this situation, and this was talking about this situation. And brothers, always remember this to try to bring the text together it takes precedence, then trying to what, strengthen one over the other. As the poet said, <laughs> The afl is to try to bring the two texts together. وَالْجَمْعُ وَاجِبَ مَتَى مَا أَمْكَنَ إِلَّا نَسْقٍ You try to bring the two evidences together. If you're not able to, then we go to the next step. So the first step is try to bring the two evidences together. How? By saying that this is talking about this situation and this is talking about this situation. The second way is to say that one abrogated the other one. Which is what we spoke about before, abrogation. the third situation is that we don't know the time because to do abrogation what do you need? you need to know which one came first we don't know so we go to what is known as التوقف we with, we withhold and we leave the discussion for somebody who's gonna come later because if you couldn't do it somebody else might be able to find a way to reconcile it are we all together? so how many steps do we have? We bring them together, we're not able to, abrogation. We're not able to, what do we do after that? That's what the author mentioned. Like in he missed the fourth one. It should actually be al-jam'u, try to bring them together. You're not able to, abrogation. You're not able, tarjih. Tarjih means you strengthen one over the other. If you're not, then you do a tawaquf. So that's the one that's missing, the third one. And in that order, Al try to bring them together. Number two is what? Say this is abrogating this one. The third one at tarjih. Tarjih means what? Strengthening one over the other. And the third fourth one is what? At ta'wakuf, Withhold from it and say Allah knows best. I don't know it. If a person is saying this hadith is abrogated and this one abrogated it and another one is saying these two hadith they can come together in this way who takes precedence? The one who came with the jama' Pay attention if Two scholars are arguing one is going a jama' and another is doing nasq' who do we give precedence to? Because well, wajibu, The Quran and the Sunnah should go together This missing one but the is implementing both evidences takes precedence over dismissing one over the other. Are we all together, brothers? So, this, 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 is, this helps you when you're watching a debate between scholars in books and you're re- listening. Fulan said this is stronger. You'll learn who you should give the, the chance to now. Uh, if the jama'ah is the scholars, they say, "Do وَلَا إِحْدَاثٍ The way that he's bringing it together, it shouldn't be as we would say in English, he's begging it in the U.K. yeah? Huh? It shouldn't be something,? Huh? You're doing it too much. It's not really like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. And it also doesn't have to be an innovation that you have to bring to make it come together. Does that make sense? Are we all together? The way that you bring it together has to go yeah, according to the qawaid of the scholars. And that's written in books. Now, um, I mentioned that, right? And the second one is what? The two deleel are what? Two of them are specific. We have khas and khas. Then what do we do? We take those steps that we mentioned. We take those? Al Jamru. We're not able to. What do we do? And We can't. At Then last but not least we do at It's the same. Third one is what? I, I, I'm not mentioning example for Am, two Am and two khas, because I know you already know it. I gave you examples. But now the, the third one is what? One evidence is Am and one evidence is khas. I gave example for that. Look at the examples I gave before. The one that you need example for me is the fourth one. The fourth one is one evidence has Aman Khas in it one time. And another Aman Khas is inside it. This is the one you want me to explain. You would want me to explain for you. An example that the scholars bring for, for that one. The example that the scholars bring for this one is. The hadith of the Prophet where he said, حتى حتى That if one of you enters the masjid, he should not sit down unless he prays what? Two rak'ah. This hadith, two rak'ah, is talking about what prayer? So it's specific to what prayer? So it's khasun bi tahiyat al-masjid. Are we all together? So from that angle, this dalil is khas in what prayer? Tahiyatul Masjid but it's in what way? anytime the timing is not restricted here it's unrestricted the timing are we all together brothers? the timing which you can pray here is good hold on to that for me we have another evidence now where the Prophet ﷺ he said there is no prayer after the subha prayer until the sun rises. Okay. And the messenger and he said, "Wala, صَلَاتَ And there's no prayer. بعد العصر after Asr حتى تغرب الشمس until the sun sets. This one is what? Specific to time. But it's general to what? The salah. True or false? The aam that you have here, Who do you give precedence to? The khas. And the aam in this one, you give precedence to which one? The khas here. Does that make sense, brothers? So this hadith teaches us the timing here is what? The timing here is what? Am in the... the, uh, Sorry, it's the the second one. The, uh, The timing is what? The second evidence. is khas in it, right? Specific to it. But the prayer is what? Am. The other one, the prayer is what? Specific. So, are we allowed to pray these times? Salatu, tahiyyat, al-masjid? Yeah, we are. We are allowed to. Because this is a khas, and this is an aam. And this is an aam. Are we all together, brothers? So you can... You enter the masjid at that time, and you're allowed to pray. Does that make sense? Very good. another oh. example.
1: Let's, let's not confuse you guys with this. Other example. <laughs> اجماع هذه الأمة حجة دون غيرها لقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تجتمع أمة على ضلالة والشرع ورد بعصمة هذه الأمة والإجماع حجة على العصر الثاني وفي أي عصر كان ولا يشترط انقراض العصر على الصحيح فإن قلنا انقراض العصر شرط يعتبر قول من ولد في حياتهم وتفقها وصار من أهل الاجتهاد ولهم أن يرجع عن ذلك الحكم, الحكم والإجماع يصح بقولهم وفعلهم البعض البعض the author here goes into the
0: concept of Al. He goes into the concept of al And here the she, uh, رحمه الله, he defines what ijma means. But the definition he gave is not powerful enough. So let's give the correct definition. Ijma means what? Ijma' means The agreement of who? So it's not the agreement of the Amatun Nas and whatnot. We're talking about the agreement that happened from who? The mujtahid. Pay attention, brothers. The the word mujtahid, the word faqih, the word alim to the Salaf was all synonyms. In the alim, a mujtahid and a faqih all meant the same. According to who? The early scholars, they would use the word mujtahid, they would use the word faqih, they would use the word alim. All of them, they were what? They were what? They were sinners, they made the same. But today, for us, everyone is a faqih, huh? mujtahid, everyone's an alim in, in the way it's been done. Okay, pay attention to this. So, what is it? It's the agreement of the mujtahidi. The mujtahideen of this ummah. Scholars who reached that level of ijtihad. Okay. When lacking? So, first of all, it's an agreement. Two, from the mujtahideen. Three, when is it? In this ummah. So, if there's ijma'ah that happened at the time of Ben Isra'il, that's none of us' business. It has to be in this what? It has to be in this ummah, Ummah Muhammad. Are we all together? That's the third one, right? Third. That's said ittifaq, The mujtahideen, number two. So it's an agreement. An agreement comes from the scholars of ijtihad. Three, it is in this ummah. And number four, after the messenger's death, alayhi salatu, alayhi salatu wasalam. How many of them have I mentioned? Huh? Four. Five is, what they are agreeing upon is a hukum shar'i. If they are agreeing, huh, that's, you should stop at the red light. That's not ijma' to us, according to the usulin. That's a it, that's a hukm. That's another hukm. Hukm of their own issues. Hukm al aada no problem. We're not, this is not a hukm shar'i. It's a religious issue. Are we all together, brothers? The ummah unanimously agree. مثلا today that paracetamol is good for you, Panadol. مثلا. That ijma' according to the usulin is not ijma'. Because it's not a hukm. It's not a hukm shar'i. Does that make sense, brothers? Why do we say after the Prophet's death? Because anything that was done at the Prophet's time, if the, the people then, there, over there, agree, what is this called? It's called a takriq. It's a consent of the Prophet. Mm-hmm. If it's done at the time of the Messenger, and all agree with the Prophet included, what's that called? It's, it falls onto what we spoke about before, which is, which is a consent. So it has to be after the Prophet's time, alayhi for it to be called and then the author الله, mentioned four, four points in this chapter. Four points. The first one is um, The Ijma of this Ummah is a proof. The Ijma of this Ummah, brothers, what is it? The Ijma that occurs from this Ummah, the consensus of this nation is a proof in itself. There are evidences for it. Number one, Allah says, And he follows a path other than the path of the believers. This is Ijma'. Imam Shafi'i was asked, What's the evidence for Ijma'? He went home and he read the Quran. He finished again. He finished again. He finished again. He couldn't find it. He was. Until he finally stood over which verse. Also, the famous hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu where he said, My ummah do not agree upon falsehood. This hadith لا تخلو من مقال and Of course every, every chain of it there's a question mark on it meaning there's a weakness in it لكن إن شاء الله تعالى يقوي بعضه بعضا يقوي بعضها بعضا. It, it strengthens one another and it helps one another and it has other evidences Also the other evidence that people don't tend to realize is Allah said in the Quran um, Allah say, says وَأَطِعُوا اللَّهُ وَأَطِعُوا no, Allah says in another ayah فَإِنْتَ نَزَعْتُ فِي شَيْءٍ فَرُدُّوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ If you differ on a matter where do you bring it back to? Allah Ali's What about if we don't differ in a matter? That's the ijma' We don't need to take it to the Qur'an and Sunnah because the ijma' itself is a proof. Are we all together brothers? Allah says that when you differ in a matter take it back to thee this is مفهوم المخالفة which is that when we do not differ, there is no need to take it to the Quran and the Sunnah. It is because we already agreed, and if we agreed, itself is a, itself is a, a proof. Like in brothers, distinguish one from one another. Ijma and jumhur are two different things. Majority and consensus are two different things. The majority is not haqq all the time. Are we all together? The issue is consensus. Consensus means everyone agrees. Are we all together? The consensus of other than the Sahabas Ibn Hataymiyyah mentions is hard to claim. Any consensus that came after the Sahabas it really is hard to say. Because the people are all over the world. There are scholars in India. There are scholars in Saudi Arabia. There are scholars here. There are scholars there. And it it means that all of the Mujtahideen have to agree. And they're not all in the same land. So it's really hard to claim consensus now more than anything else. Whereas the Sahabas' time it was easier because they all lived in a Close proximity and they were close to each other that doesn't mean there can't be consensus after the sahabas it just means it's harder it just means it's what it requires more research from a person to claim consensus point number two that the author concluded his book with is the ijma is approved on the second generation after the consensus was done so if the sahabas agree upon an issue, it becomes obligatory on who? The generation after, which are the Tabi'in and the tabi'u Tabi'in and those to come after. Number three is, la yushtarat inqirad al-asri. The third point that he speaks about is, if they had a consensus, do the ones who did the consensus all have to die, and then the consensus, the consensus will take power and effect? No, he said, that, that's not a condition. They can still be alive, and not die, and the consensus is automatically applied. The reason why those who say that they all have to die, is because they think that they can come back from the opinion. And then that might break the, and that's not a proof. That discussion, we can talk about it another time. لَكِنْ The ones who gave the fatwa or the, the verdict, they don't have to pass away. That's a weak view. The fourth and the final point which is, the ijma can come from where? It can come from the speech, and it can also come from their actions. So if they all say something, that's the ijma. And if they all do something, it's also a, it's also an ijma. He then speaks about a masala which is very important, which is known as ijma al sukuti. Ijma al sukuti means something is done in the presence of a group of sahabas, for example and they all are quiet about it. They see a group of people do thing, something, and they don't object. And they're silent about it. Does that silent show? Is, 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 is a consensus? This is known as ijma'u. As-sukuti is different from when they all say, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. It's different. This is sarih. That type is called what? Ijma' Sarih direct. This one is called ghairu sarih, which is sukuti. One man says it, the rest they just look. Can that be used as an ijma? This is another discussion for another time
1: now. The author here
0: now goes into the mas'ala known as al sahabi, the statement of a companion. A companion statement is it a proof. The author said, no, it's not a proof. It is not. It's not a proof. When does the statement of a companion become a proof? When two conditions are are there. Two times the statement of a companion is a proof. Number one is Adam Ahadam He doesn't oppose other companions. If there's a difference of opinion amongst themselves, then laysa qawlu baadin Hujjatun Ala A group cannot be a proof on another. Are we all together? Second one is Adam mukhalafati Muhalefati Delilan Arjahamin al Qurani or sunnah, that he's not opposing the Qur'an or the sunnah in this issue. The sahabi is not opposing it. Are we all together? Because we know that, brothers, as the Imam Shafi'i mentions in his kitab, al Ilm, no one can claim that they've memorized all the sunnah. No one can claim that. Shafi'i said it, no one can. The sunnah was too much for anyone to claim it. The Qur'an, yes. Like in the sunnah was too much. So then the imam sometimes may give a verdict, but there's a hadith out there that's against him. Are we all together, so he can't go against the Quran in the understanding of the verse sometimes, but the
1: majority of the times it was because of the Sunnah. No. في مَا والآحاد هو الذي يوجب العمل ولا يوجب العلم وينقسم إلى مرسل ومسند فالمسند ما اتصل إسناده والمرسل ما لم يتصل إسناده فإن كان من مراسيل غير الصحابة فليس بحجه إلا مراسيل سعيد بن بن سيد فإنها فتشت فوجدت مسانيد عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم والعنعنة تدخل على الأسانيم وإذا قرأ الشيخ يجوز للراوي أن يقول حدثني أو أخبرني وأن قرأه على الشيخ فيقول أخبرني ولا يقول حدثني the author now
0: goes into Al-Akbar, which is a jam'u Khabarin. And Al Akbar, as we spoke about before, is Kaulun. قولن... It's something you can either say you're lying or you're telling the truth. And the author he divided the khabar into how many two. He divided into ahad and mutawatir. This categorization is not as good as what we mentioned in. Mustalah al-Hadith. Okay, we were stronger in that, in there. But here we're going to be quickly to go over it. The khabar is how many times mutawatir? And ahad, And the author then gave the conditions for mutawatir. We mentioned it in the Nuqbatul Fiqr. The first one is a large number of people narrate number one. Number two is that it's not possible for them to come together and lie in this issue. One of the things that makes it impossible is that, that, that they are in different world, places in the world. They never met each other, and they're all saying the same thing. What does this show? They couldn't lie. The second one, the third one is this has to be present. And, uh, sorry. Now this used to, has to be present in the whole of the chain, in every part of the chain. And the fourth one is all of them have to go back to Akbarana or أخبرنا. Meaning they all have to have heard it or seen it. Those are the four conditions that he mentions here. And then he goes into Ahad. He goes into Ahad. And he divides the Ahad into how much? Two. Mursal and Musnad. And what does he mean by Mursal and what does he mean by Musnad? He said Musnad means that which is connected. And the Mursal is what? That which is disconnected. And this is the wrong definition. Uh, we explained that when we were speaking about the musnad, that the musnad doesn't mean that. Rather, musnad means musnad. It means marfu' uh, al-sahabi is what a companion attributes to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi ittisal with a chain that seems from the apparent to be authentic, and the mursal is ma adafahu, a tabi'u ila Rasulillah is what a tabi'i attributes to the Messenger عليه alayhi صلّى الله عليه Then the authorahim rahimahullah he mentions that the ru- ruling of a mursal is three types. The rulings of the mursal is how many? Three. The first one is that it's accepted. And this is the mursal of who? The mursal of the companions. Meaning a companion narrating from another companion is accepted. The second one is reject, rejected. And this is the mursal that comes from other than the companion. And the third one is the mursal which is accepted... And he restricted it to who? Sa'eed? Sa'eed ibn al-Musayyib. And he said the reason is because فَإِنَّهَا فُتِّشَتْ عَنِ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Because the mursal of Sa'eed ibn al-Musayyib was found to be what? Connected. So why did he accept the mursal of Sa'eed ibn musayyib Because it was what? So did he accept it because Sa'eed ibn al-Musayyib said it? Or did he accept it because it was connected? Then, if it's accepted because it was connected, then the rest should also be accepted because they can when they're connected. So it doesn't really give weight to the third view right now, sah. Then he concluded by speaking about the uh, the three types of at when you take the narrations. He mentions the first one, which is if the teacher or the sheikh reads, okay then what is, what is it for me? The teachers are reading, he's reading the hadith, I'm listening, what can I say? I can say, or akhbarani Those are the two things open for me. If I'm reading, which is the second one, if I'm reading on the shaykh, I can say, akhbarani and I can't say, Hadithani. I can't say that. The third one he mentions is, if the shaykh doesn't read it, and I don't read it, but he just gives me his book, then this one, he said, you say, Ajazani or you can say,
1: وأما القياس فهو رد الفرع الأصلي بعلة تجمعهما في الحكم، وهو ينقسم إلى ثلاثة أقسام: إلى قياس علة وقياس ذلة وقياس شبه. فقياس العلة ما كانت العلة فيه موجبة للحكم وقياس الدلالة هو الاستدلال بأحد النظيرين على الآخر وهو أن تكون العلة دالة, دالة على الحكم ولا تكون موجبة للحكم وقياس الشبه والفرع المتردد بين أصلين فيلحق بأكثرهما شبها ولا يصار إليه مع إمكان ما قبله, مع قبله ومن شرط الفرع أن يكون مناسب الأصل من شرط الأصل أن يكون ثابتا بدليل متفق عليه بين الخصمين من شرط العلة أن تطرد فيه معلولاتها فلا تنتقض لفدا ولا معنا ومن شط الحكم أن يكون مثل العلة في النفي والإثبات والعلة هي الجالبة للحكم والحكم هو المجدوه العلة.
0: The author رحمه الله <concehibli> now he goes to the chapter of القياس. قياس is what the قياس is whatever has four points. The first one it has أصل. Okay, something original, the original thing that we're going to do the analogy from. And then you have the fara' the sub-branch, and then you have the ruling, and then the fourth one is you have the reason, those are the four. So I have the asal, the foundation, I have the fara' the sub-branch, I have the what? The reason, and I have the ruling. Let's go back again. This is khamar. No, this is water. And <laughs> I'm trying to give you an example. For example, this is Khamr. Khamr is what? Haram. So you went to the ruling. You're mentioning the ruling now. The ruling of Khamr is what? What is the reason? al I have drugs here. There is in these drugs the illah. Which was what? Intoxication. So now I put them together and I give them both the same same ruling Those are the four f- pillars that the qiyas stands on Pay attention to this brothers this is now this example I just gave you is the first type of qiyas note this down The author mentions it. it is the first type of qiyas which is called qiyasu illa This is called what qiyasul illa The second type of qiyas is called qiyasud dilala Qiyas It's called Qiyas What is it called? Qiyas What is the Qiyas dilala The Qiyas dilala means I gave you four, right? What did I tell you? I told you four What is the What's the illa why Khamr is haram? What's the reason why Khamr is haram? Intoxication. Where did you get that ruling from that it's haram because of intoxication? Because the messenger stated it. So you took this illa from the text directly. You didn't need to research. Are you with me, brothers? Like in the Qiyasu al-dilala the illa is mustanbata. It's not mansusa. What does mustanbata mean? Meaning they took it from where? al والاستقراء the scholars they looked into it looked into it looked, and they tried to bring a they tried to bring a reason for this prohibition and then when they brought out the illa are we all together brothers? the illa that they extracted they tried to bring a farah, to prohibit it based on that illa the illa might be disputed now it's weaker than the pre- first one because the first one the illlah is what? Allah and His Messenger said it This one, you extracted it, number one. And then after that, anything that's like it, you want to make it haram based on that. Are we all together brothers? That's the second type of, uh, what do you call it, Uh, Qiyas. It's called qiyasu Ad-Dilala. And this you do find it in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. What do you do? You find this type of Qiyas in the, you find it in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And from them example is Allah did an analogy from the creating of this earth is like what? Is the earth and us the same? Allah is saying the crops, the way I bring it out from the earth and when the rain comes down, I bring it out after it died. The same way I'm going to bring the human beings. This is called قِيَاسُ Dilal. It's the second type. The third type of قِيَاسُ is called قِيَاسُ Shabah. Qiyasu? Qiyasu Shabah. He mentions it for you here. It's called Qiyasu. It's Qiyasu Shabah. This is the weakest type of Qiyas. And it is Qiyas, the overwhelming majority of the times when you look at it in the Quran, what do you realize? It is used in a context which is not good. Meaning, it's what Nabila Yusuf's brother said to him. He said, "In fakat If this boy stole, they're talking about Amin, right? And they, say, they don't know that they're, they they're talking to Yusuf. They said, if he stole, well, his brother before him stole as well. Are you with me, brothers? It's like, you, you went to a country, and a person lied to you. And then what did you do? Every time you saw somebody who looks like him, you say, والله, he's a liar. This is Qiyas al-Shabah. Are you with me, brothers? It's the lowest of them. It's the lowest of them. Some of the scholars, they bring under this one, um, the slave. A slave. A slave has a characteristic in him that jumps from one situation to another situation. Which is what? The slave, is he... And this is discussed in books of usul and qawaid and fiqh. Which is that, is he... Put under the same ruling as a human or an animal. The reason why is because the animal is mamluk, is owned. Are we all together? Well, some of that makhtalif are taken from him. Well, in the scholars they all agree that the slave girl she doesn't have to wear niqab. Are we all together, brothers? And this other, from the other angle, is what? He's a human. You know, he's a human. This is called qiyas al-shaba'. It's one of the weakest. What is it? One of the weakest. And these issues of slavery, brothers, it's a masala the sharia did that come with this ruling, and when you read it, and being very nervous about it or is something adopted from where? The West. This is Sha'ullah Azwajal, yeah? Sahih. So, Talawuth of the West entered us. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Yes, yeah, So the Shura,
1: rahimahullah taala him. This is what he mentioned here. Okay, he fadl. the author here goes "In the
0: concept of Al Hadarwal Ibaha. What did he talk about? Al-Hadaru wal-Ibaha. The permission of things and what? Something being allowed and something being what? Something being made permiss- permissible for the people and something made what? What's the asal of issues? the issues permissibility okay that's the asal right so the sheikh he mentions when it comes to this issue the people differed on it he said from the scholars are those who said the asal for everything is what? prohibition unless the evidence shows so and the second view is what? those who said everything is permissible until proven otherwise are we, are we all together? let's let's quickly mention, the things that are in front of us, the things that we have, that are in front of us, are four types. When it comes to benefits and harm. Because why does the Sharia permit something and prohibit something? Because it's either a benefit or a harm. So the things that are in front of us are how many types? Four. The first one is, that which has pure good, no evil in it, all of it's good. This is Tawheed. The second one is, that which is only evil in it full of evil. That's shirk. The third one is, it doesn't have no benefits and no evil in there. That doesn't exist. It only exists in the mind of the humans. They just make it as a theory. Something that doesn't have no benefit and no good, that doesn't exist. The fourth one is, that which has benefit in it, and it also has harm in it. What does it have? It has benefit and it also has and it has um, harm. Which one do we take? If the benefit is higher, and the harm is less, what do we give uh, way to? We take the benefit and we dismiss the. So we take it, we do it. What about if they're the same? The benefit and the harm are the same. The qa'ida is daf'u mafasidi jalb Bringing the good takes precedence over what? Repelling the evil.